Hey, folks, sorry about last week. Sorry. This is episode 24. All I got to say is <laughs> heat yourself up a glass of warm milk, <laughs> grab a blanket and a pillow, <laughs> and take the Ambien Challenge. See if you oh. can stay awake through all the conversation. If you can power through the butthole surgery. I just felt like this was a, just a, a pod where we just kind of talked. This was a podcast. This was a counseling session. This was a podcast where we knew going into it, we started early. We started at like 4.30 in mm-hmm. the afternoon. And we knew that we were calling Matt in Perth. Yeah. And we also knew because of the time change, we can't call till after 7 because it's 7 a.m. there. Turns out we probably could have, but probably that's a whole other thing. So this is a long one, and we covered... All kinds of topics. Yeah. Your butthole surgery. You're really fixated on that. I my think ball that, surgery. Yeah, you had, you're the one with three balls. I don't think it's irregular that Not I... Not anymore. Well, we don't know. <laughs> but I'm saying... Do you want to see? I don't... No, not The right really. one's turned kind of funny, but... I'll ask Kristen about this. <laughs> Point oh. being, we finally got to talk with superfan Matt in Perth. In Perth, Learned Australia. a little bit about him. It's uh, it's not the greatest connection. We are on opposite ends of the world. Literally. But um, we were able to hear him well enough. We echoed a lot of what he was saying. So hopefully, even if you can't hear the conversation very well, you can kind of see or understand what we're talking about. That being said, we have a special shout out. Yes. To Anthony Brown. And we're not sure <laughs> if, being that we couldn't hear Matt well, if yeah. it was from Newtown or U-Town. Or U-Town. But, but regardless, Anthony Brown from Newtown slash U-Town. Anthony Brown gonna take you downtown, <laughs> turn your frown upside down. And give you the pound. <laughs> yeah, shout out to There's never been Brown. a better chocolate tasker. I've heard good things. Like, <laughs> someone told me Anthony Brown's taco chore is Australia's finest. Well, they do it a, they do it a special way down under. Well, it's the other way. Like, the toilet spins <laughs> right, this yeah, way. Right, Anthony Brown takes it the other way. Yeah, he goes counterclockwise. Yeah, and I think there's a knuckle involved. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I've just heard things. But Anthony Brown, Newtown slash yeah, U-Town. Matt, Matt, as you'll hear in the phone call, hopefully, Matt shared with us that uh, the, the one... Mate that he has shared the pod with was Anthony Brown. Anthony could be the one that got the other 14 Australians on board. Matt alluded to that. I actually haven't looked at our statistics lately. When I last looked, we They've had dropped. 11. <laughs> yeah, they know it's good for them. There's more Newlands, New, what, uh, New, Z- New Zealanders. New Zealand. I don't think we have any New Zealanders. Well, as we lose Australians, we'll probably pick up a few of those. Well, they're constantly at war with one That's another. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, Anthony Brown. Keep on listening, brother. You give us your number, we'll call you, too. <laughs> yeah, for real. One thing I forgot to ask Matt. Matt, if you hear this in the intro, I was going to ask you, we need reviews on iTunes. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. I can only do so many. <laughs> uh, you're, you're the one super fan we've gotten on the phone who's not blood-related to us. If you have a moment at a red light, maybe type up a, a quick review on iTunes. No, no. Don't text and drive. Do that shit when you're cranky. On a Saturday morning. Yeah. Give us the real deal. But that goes to everyone. I yeah, mean, we really need we're averaging help. somewhere above 60 and below 100 listeners, which, again, for being two fat nobodies in Atlanta. I'm happy with it's it. Pretty, it's pretty, uh, yeah. pretty interesting. Get on that iTunes. Hit five stars or four or one. Just or make one. A, no, there's no such thing as bad publicity. So just make well, it. Yeah, the make president's a, proving that. <laughs> Leave us. I just checked out. I'm out. I'm out of this. <laughs> Leave us a review. 
share with your friends, help the podcast grow. As so- the sooner we become famous and start making money off of this, we can move to Australia. Yeah, and apparently the dollar, like a, it's one, a lot, like one dollar here is like a hundred there. I don't think that's what he said. That's what I got. <laughs> like, do you realize how wealthy we could be if we could just go there now? I have less than a thousand dollars in my checking account. I'm almost a millionaire there, or whatever the math works out to. Yeah, it's about like your Celsius math. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Anywho. But yeah, this is episode 24. We covered Casino. We didn't, but we, we talked about it. Casino was on. It was on. Yeah, we, we discussed a, a mutual not understanding how Sharon Stone is still viewed as a attractive right. sex We uh, talked a bit about person. James Woods and Jeffrey Rush. Um, well, they're the same person. Right. It's kind of like the Olsen twins. That's just There's just one. She just moves really fast, like right. John Oliver talks about. Uh, talked about how Joe Pesci is not actually intimidating. No, no. Um, I mean, he 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 has his face pulled back in, yeah. in so many movies because he's uh, he's uh, embarrassed by his sagging old skin. Well, he he was old at twenty. <laughs> you imagine Joe Pesci at twenty? I, I do. You know what? Now that you bring it up, I want to see like some like high school graduation photos of Joe Pesci. He looked the same. I'm curious. I would. Let's find. It. I, it's, we have Google. If there's one thing we we bitch about the times we live in, but right. we have instant access to probably finding. Speaking of Joe Pesci, I kind of, I don't know how you feel about this. I kind of want to watch Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag. I'm fine with that. One thing I do want to do is just say Jeff Goldblum because we seems to be a an every episode <laughs> thing. So there it is, Jeff. Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Uh, yeah, episode twenty four. This, I mean, the. Lower your expectations the and sit back and enjoy the, the ride. Of this this uh, this weird intro where we're losing uh, <laughs> words to say is a pretty good lead end to the episode. <laughs> Again, Anthony Brown from Newtown. That's you, Town. Turn that frown upside down. <laughs> Turn her around. Give her a pound. All the things we said. And tell people about or him. This. <laughs> This pod thing of ours. Get is more a, Australians. We'll move there. I this, swear to God. This pod thing of ours is a podcast, and we say things. Sometimes <laughs> you should do it in the impression you were doing the Norm Macdonald. The uh, eh, it's uh, it's pod. It's, thing a, it's a pod. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's a podcast, <laughs> and you listen to it <laughs> on your phone. <laughs> It's a good. You do a good Norm Macdonald. I can't do his voice, but I know. No, how to, but you know the the breaks. I know the intonation. You know, yeah. yeah, you know, I know how to uh, do his intonation. You know, yeah, the the spikes. Right. Like if he was a, if he had a pod, and he was looking at the, the right, it, right, right. If I had a if I had like a if I had a podcast, I'd uh, I'd I'd put it out on the internet. <laughs> right. <laughs> so there you go. Also, Matt, I'll stand by this. Sounds exactly like Banks if he was Australian. I'll have to go back and re-listen. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, Maybe it was Banks. It, that would be the ultimate catfish, but I don't think Banks <laughs> has that kind of sophistication. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Banks. I'm a slight towards Banks, but he has no sophistication. I don't know if he could do an accent. Of course, that's not, that's kind of a slight, too. <laughs> well, I've never heard Banks do an accent, so it's. You know, we should try that. We should try to get Banks to do an accent because people that never do them, that means they can't. So when they try, it's usually really funny. This is like true. I showed a Cajun, my Cajun neighbors never would have heard about Monty Python and the Holy Grail until I showed it to them. Mm. They, I couldn't have imagined a better outcome. They fucking loved it. Right. But they tried to, to do the accent 
and it was so horrible that it actually get got the biggest laugh of the night. Remember that scene where he's like, she turned me into a newt. Yeah. And the guy says, what? I got better. I got better. <laughs> so the Cajun's version of that, she turned me into a newt. <laughs> I got better. <laughs> That's what he said. And it was like the biggest laugh. So yeah. people that can't do accents... Got to make them do accents. That should be a thing for 25. Uh, I have personal experience in this. My sister-in-law, who is an aspiring actress and has done some film work, uh, tries her damnedest to do accents and struggles to do them. Mm. And so they have they have uh, devolved into her saying, all right, hey, do a Russian accent. And she'll go, I'm from Russia. <laughs> And then you say, all right, do an Irish accent. I'm from Ireland. Oh, God. Her accent, her accent skills have turned into just saying, I am from blank. Yeah, well, we noticed tonight on the pod, I, I can actually do amazing accents, but apparently bourbon turns my Indian into more of a Mother Russia. Well, I told you, you have to wobble your head. No, you don't have to do that. <laughs> it's not right, you know. But I don't, I don't know how I got from this to, uh, yes, we will cut your butthole. <laughs> Okay, we're going, what we're going to do is basically remove your bottle. <laughs> you will not have this. Okay, this will go away. From now on, you shit from penis. Right, your penis will have shit and piss. That is it. <laughs> just like Then, Russians. of course, within two days, you will die. Which is just I have this. tape of you and pee-pee. <laughs> you become president. <laughs> <laughs> you do, and you what do as I say, yeah, or yeah. I show PP tape to world. Which honestly, let's not get too far into that. But if they, even if they had it, what does he care now? Nobody would give a. No fuck. one gives a fuck. He could, he could go up there right now at a press briefing, whip out his tiny little donger with his little tiny hands, yeah. pee on Sanders. <laughs> What's her name? Sarah Huckabee. Sarah Huck. Uh, yeah, sorry. Excuse me. How, how could I forget? Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Just, just golden shower that lady while Jim Acosta from CNN is screaming. Yeah. And people are running out. Nothing's going to happen. Donald, Nothing. Donald Trump could set the Bible on fire <laughs> in front of the Pope. And Sean Hannity would applaud him. Well, we're, we're already getting people to check out in the intro. So that being said, I hope you enjoyed as usual. We'll try our best to, to say sorry next time. Yeah, well, you know, dead air. Dead air, yeah, well. This has been uh, the episode 24 intro. Stay tuned for episode 24 with Superfan Matt in Perth. W-F-U-C-K. The BAM. Holla. waste a story there i think maybe we'll it's circle fine. back because well, we you have your clown thing coming i we, can circle no, back no i'm not gonna bring up the clown thing we don't have to have the holocaust come up on every podcast hey you started this you act we don't have to, you don't want to do it now we can't even really, tell them how you started even it. how it came up jerry Lee, jerry lewis playing a clown not jerry in Auschwitz. Lee lewis not jerry <laughs> now that's a film i would want to see <laughs> jerry lee lewis as a clown in Auschwitz. Nah, it was fresh on my mind because they were talking about it on the radio today about how harry shear owns a copy of it the only place that pitch works cirque du soleil okay imagine you've got jerry lee lewis <laughs> he's a clown <laughs> and he's in auschwitz <laughs> yes <laughs> you know we're doing that yeah now Apparently it wasn't. Huge problem with this scene. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, we're watching uh, Casino. Casino. How many times have you think you've seen this film? At least ten. I, I would have pegged it higher because I have to say I'm at like twenty. 
at least 10. There was a phase in my life where I couldn't watch the whole thing because I just can't handle uh, the baseball bats in the cornfield. Uh, it's so... It's pretty bad. It's so bad. He's like, still breathing. I could watch the opening of Hostiles... <laughs> And like, and keep a smile. Third pod in a row, or hostile. I mean, it's really made its mark, hasn't it? It's so good. Well, it I is. just rewatched it with Kristen. We did it to have to break it up into a few days. When it was over, she was like, "I had no idea how much of a romantic you are," because you kept saying the ending is so good. And I was like, "Well, yeah." It's like she's like, "Call it romantic if you want," but this movie, for however long, is just dragging you through some shit and then at the very end they give you this respite of oh thank god yeah <laughs> it's like you rom- don't get that here romance or not like at least at the end of hostiles it's like okay all right good i actually watched an hour plus uh, behind the scenes documentary on the making of hostiles oh, yesterday you're all in it was good they had comanche and cheyenne um experts who are Descendant of Comanche and Cheyenne, so 100%. The look was authentic. Uh, well, the, I was going to say these people that were their sort of advisors on the film are pure blooded, 100% Comanche or Cheyenne, like as far as the, being descendants. And so they were there to uh, advise on gestures and names. Apparently, Elk Woman was not even supposed to be her name in the script, and the Cheyenne. Uh, expert there said eh, that name you chose for this Cheyenne woman is not it's not an accurate Cheyenne name did they tell you what they had I don't remember they did I don't remember it wasn't comes with <laughs> or something nasty like we had swings with fists swings with uh, yeah, the, the names the Sioux went with were you know um, but all of I think I don't remember 100% but I think all of the actors and actresses in the movie that were playing Native Americans are Native American. West Studi, the guy that plays his son, yep. the uh, kid, the, the woman, the even the Comanches that that don't really have speaking parts are native actors. <laughs> they don't really do they? No, they don't. <laughs> but they have names like the guy with the red face paint you see the most. His name's Buffalo Man. Oh, okay. Um, and I had that guy was interviewed in the documentary, and he has this very like West Coast California <laughs> accent almost. <laughs> it's like that's odd. But his name because when they interviewed him, he's in the fa- he's in the war paint. Like they caught him on Kid Murder Day, and they interviewed him for the behind the scenes, and he's just talking about how awesome this film is. It's like you look terrifying. <laughs> Stop sounding so. Casual about all this. Well, I caught the 405, ran it down. <laughs> so, Casino. I love Casino. Casino, I might like Casino more than Goodfellas. What do you I'm think? I'm just taken aback by that. There's no way. Really? Mm-mm. Zero chance at that. I think they're... I like the story of Goodfellas more, but I like... I don't know. There's something about Casino that I think maybe it's because uh, Robert De Niro is a bit more of a is a bit more of a powerhouse in this movie than he is in Goodfellas. In Goodfellas, he's half Irish. He's not really in the mob. That's why it makes it more interesting. Well, I know that. I always said that about tattooers because like I hung out with them and went to parties with them and got tattooed for free the way they tattoo each other for free. Uh, but I was not a tattooer. So I could never truly be part of the group. Right. <laughs> it's like, 
like when people would ask me, like, do you tattoo? I was like, no, I'm kind of like Robert De Niro and Goodfellas. Like, <laughs> I'm half Irish, so I can't really, I can't really be part I of this I just need group. one of these guys to be made. Then I'll be fine. I just hang around them, and I'm close with a lot of them, but I'm not, uh, I'm not, you know, I didn't uh, prick my finger and, you know. You know, we talked about Vegas a while back, your trip and such. You know, of course, if I say if I could travel through time, this sounds ridiculous, but after, like, a thousand other trips through time. I would love to go back to this time period in Vegas, that 50s, 60s, early 70s Vegas. A time period where everyone's wearing a suit and probably even flew there in one. <sighs> probably. Yeah. Just, just the, because now you can go see the old strip, but it's just sad. It's like men walking well, yeah, around in just underwear. and They've turned the old strip into this, like, bring your kids and watch the the sky LED screen we've built over the old strip, shoot, you know, fighter jets and shit. It's a sad place, though. The old strip? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I know. My There was, I've been to Vegas, I don't know how many times, five or six, and on one of those middle trips, my buddy Josh that married us insisted that we go to old Vegas to see it and get a cheap prime rib dinner. Mm. And I was like, I don't want to do either of those things. <laughs> I don't like prime rib. <laughs> I, I, I like a good prime rib. And I can tell you this, in old Vegas, it's not. they don't make a good prime yeah. rib. Well, they're giving it to you for four ninety nine. They make something that Legion would love. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Legion? You mean, you mean cold cuts? Cold cuts. Trumpy? Trumpy. Uh, but yeah, the, I mean, old Vegas is just a bummer. That, and it's fucking... It's like 45 minutes away. Like, I remember we grabbed a cab to go there, and I remember thinking, like, halfway into the drive, I was like, is this in the same state? (laughs) (laughs) Is Old Vegas in Tucson? It's like, where the fuck are we going? Are we going to Rio? If we're passing the Bunny Ranch on the way there, I want to stop. Well, you know, the Bunny Ranch, I don't know who's going to run the place. The guy's, you know, he's about to be a congressman now. I know. Way to go, Republicans. (sighs) Love it. We don't want to talk too much. We don't want to lose you. Who's any listeners <laughs> going to La La Land and wait for more dick no, jokes? No, I, I love, I mean, I, I'm i a Republican. I love family values. And, mm. you know, I put, put Christ first and I also vote for uh, pimps. <laughs> Those things all line up, don't they? Do they not? I guess they, I mean, I guess, I mean, depending on your interpretation, you know. Yeah. Oh, casino. No, I, I, I do. I mean, I guess... I saw Goodfellas first, so it's kind of like anything else. When you see something first, you're probably going to like it more if you absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, that being said... I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to truly watch them both. Like, watch Casino, then watch Goodfellas, and then maybe do it again, and then decide. Like, like I've told Lee many times, I, when I was, you know... Shoot. Come on, cold cuts. Come here. No kisses. When I was... Uh, Growing up, I would go to bed with movies. Yeah. Just put it, and usually it was VHS tapes. I'd just throw one in and off to sleep. Probably started a really bad sleep pattern at a very early age. Yeah. Having screens on and whatnot. Um, Oh, yeah. I'm 31. I still do that. I fall asleep with the TV on, and I have to make sure I turn the the sleep timer on before I actually pass out so the TV won't be on all night. Yeah, and I should probably do that. I know I'm not doing myself any favors. Um, I have noticed... Uh, not to get too far off topic, when, like, I will, in the past, I've gone, like, days, maybe even weeks, where I force myself to turn it off at 10 and just go to sleep in black silence. And I have found when I do that consistently, I sleep so much better. In total total darkness? Yeah, like, just letting the TV be off and just letting myself fall asleep with nothing on. Because hmm. your brain, 
is still responding to the blue light in the room, even when your eyes are closed. <laughs> uh, so if you can make yourself go to sleep without any background noise, particularly the TV, that's sh- literally shooting blue light, which is the most stressful light on your eyes and your brain, into the room while you're asleep, it affects your first stage of sleep. Mm-hmm. But it's it's very difficult to do. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I should. That's our health tip from TPTO. TPTO's health tips of the week. We should have a running health tip. From the most unhealthy men you know, here comes this week's TPTO health tip. Folks, if you're going to go to Chick-fil-A and and get the club sandwich, don't get the multigrain bun. Can I tell you, so uh, the Laughing Man's trying to turn over a new leaf. Mm. A little healthier. We joined a, a club. We're in a club now. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're taking our booze level up a little bit. Good. But um, I was supposed to have lunch with somebody the other day. We planned it for weeks. And he said, where do you want to go? And he said Hattie B's, which is the new hot chicken place. Yeah. Uh, it's a Nashville it's, thing. I know. Um, when I was working in the city with my dad last a couple of weeks ago, I think right before the California trip, we saw it yeah. down in Little Five. And he was like, holy shit. Yeah, like, Hattie B's. Because what he couldn't believe is apparently he goes to Nashville a lot. And apparently Hattie B's in Nashville... Like, the line is it's a ridiculous. mile long. Yeah, I've never been able to eat there. And the Hattie B's in Little Five, nobody's there. Yeah, it's picking up, though. But anyways, I, I looked at the menu, and I was like, bro, I love Hattie B's hot chicken. I can't. There's nothing here that I can. I, I mean, I don't want to be the asshole that walks up and says, can I have two chicken strips, a la carte, no sides, and a water? And I'd still feel bad about the two fried chicken strips. Can you peel the skin off for me? But let me tell you, I would have done that a hundred times before. I went. So he says, what about Chick-fil-A? I said, cool, I'll get a salad or a wrap or something. Mm. And I got there and I was like, no, let's keep it as clean as possible. So I got an eight count grilled, grilled nugget yeah. and a fruit cup. And when I say that, one, I don't like their grilled nuggets, man. I don't either. I'm going to tell you where you went wrong here. Fruit cup. Don't go to the fruit cup. It's a lot of extra sugar. Fruit, it's good fruit. For you. fruit is good for you. But if you're trying to stay lean, sugar is the enemy. What you do, and this improves the grilled nuggets. This this is more to the point of us both not well, liking the grilled nuggets. Well, you have me pins and needles over here. You get the eight, eight, or I actually I do a six count because I really don't like them, but I want at least six. Yeah. Six count grilled nugget, and I get two superfood sides, that broccoli kale mishmash, and I mix it all together, and I make a broccoli kale grilled chicken salad in the car and I really? eat that. Huh. And there's a little bit of honey in that and there's also cranberry so you get some sweet but not as much as you would with like a bowl of fruit. Okay. And you get some super greens, broccoli and kale. No, I and guess those well, with the chicken, it's like having chicken and honey balsamic. No, yeah, it's I better. get it. I'm not saying that I definitely will try that, but it, that wouldn't make it any better because what happens is you're sitting there you're eating grilled nuggets. The, the consistency is very strange on those things. They have like a slimy exterior, too. Yeah. I don't know what they're using for grills, but that that wasn't great. <laughs> but the thing is, you look around. It's like the one place where it's got to be a, the biggest struggle for someone who's trying to do something different in their life. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he's over there. He didn't get one. He got two chicken sandwiches. Well, yeah. With, with cheese, one, one with American cheese, one with pepper jack, large fry. This is my kind of guy. Big old Coke. Because yeah. this guy, let me tell you something. I'm not dropping any names because he's not a listener and doesn't deserve it. But I, we used to go on the regular to a place called Hand in Hand. 
down yeah. off Highland. Yeah, I used to live right by there. Yeah, and on Mondays they did half price food. They had a burger with like blue cheese yeah, and mayonnaise still do. on it. That's what he gets. That's so good. But it had it was half price the whole menu. Mm. Half price food. I think it, they they took it away. And now they brought it back because everyone stopped going on Mondays. I'm sure they saw. I'm sure they realized it's better to get half this money. Yeah. Than to get nothing. But we used to go there every Monday for I'd say two three months in a row, and within the first three times we went, crazy. Um, yeah, the first three times we went, the waitress was a real quick learner because he would get they had those old pizzeria style big red Coca Cola plastic yeah. cups yeah and he would down his first Coke three minutes a lot of ice in it but still. Three minutes, and so she'd come in, and he, she was making four or five runs those first three visits with Coke. We came back the fourth time. Of course, he orders Coke. She comes back three cups with what me and Jamie got, or Skip Madaver, mm-hmm. and a liter or like a pitcher. We get a liter of cola. A liter of cola. But she brought a pitcher out, and we just—I mean, it definitely upped her tip game because I was like, yeah. "You got to stop making this shape." I was like. One is big. He's a big dude. Not, like, really fat, but, you know, yeah. has the potential. And I was like, bro. And eventually it got funny because he ordered a water, I don't know, like two <laughs> months in. And we, it took everybody by surprise. Yeah. And he said, uh, I won't say her name either, but he said, my wife says I can't drink cola anymore. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, because you really, he doesn't eat poorly. That's the thing. Yeah. I, I'm convinced that it was the cola. Yeah. It was the Coca-Cola that was putting one, those pounds on. It's 100% is. When I was 15, I weighed 220 pounds. And I was like like this guy. Like I lived on Coca-Cola. Can like, you, hold on one second. The, the licky sounds, buddy, are really gross. <laughs> could, you, could you cut that out? Could you nip it? Thank you. The cola. I lived on Coca-Cola. Mm, we've had this conversation on the pod before. I... Like, water was something that got used to boil noodles. Or shower. Or shower. Yeah, yeah. Or wash your hands, maybe. Uh, and so at 15, I was like, I'm tired of being fat. And I didn't change my diet. I just quit drinking Coca-Cola and drank only water. Mm-hmm. Excluding maybe milk with cereal or green tea at Publix when I got a sub. Sure. I want to talk about this scene. Because I think people have heard the cola story. Not to cut you off if you want to continue. If no. there's anyone listening and you want to get... As, as illustrious and sleek as the Golden Voice at 15. Was then. 16. All I did was I cut out Coke, drank only water, and within like nine months I had lost like 65 pounds. That's incredible. <laughs> hey, come on. This scene, this is, an. I don't want to call it an important scene because I don't know what that would even mean. But here's the thing about this life of ours, this, this world, this, this humanity we live in. Something as innocuous as someone trying to hand back a pen. Right. Can turn into, you just don't know. Like, this guy mouths off. This is why I don't do that. Yeah. Like, I'll mouth off in the car if someone does something stupidly. He's like, why are you so upset when you're driving? I'm like, I'm not upset, this motherfucker. I have to yell now because if I yell in his face in real life, he might put a knife in my belt. <laughs> I'm safe if I do it in here. I can tell him to go suck a bag of dicks here. But if I do that, but yeah, like you just, you just don't know. I think that's the randomness of it. It's like when I read the bad stories in the news of something popping off, like that recent case in the, in the Florida stand your ground law where the, the guy was mouthing off to the woman for parking in a handicapped spot. Mm-hmm. The boyfriend comes out, sees the old white guy getting in her face, shoves the dude pretty hard to the ground. Yeah. 
And the dude just pulls out a gun and shoots him, and he's not going to face any charges. Killed the man in front of his kids. But again, that's the randomness of yeah. like, okay, you don't really know who you're shoving to the ground. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that the guy, the guy, the, the person that ended this man's life because he got punked out is, mm-hmm. is the real bitch here. Yeah. The stand your ground law is an absolute joke. But like that little thing, when I see people at bars, or it doesn't even ha- that's the thing, it doesn't have to be a bar. But when you just you do something and you go out and you mouth off to just the wrong guy. Yeah. And it doesn't mean like, oh, you might get punched out. Like in this case, you're getting a ballpoint pin through your neck. Yeah. Well, you know, despite all his toughness in these movies, I can't take him serious. I can't take Joe Pesci seriously <laughs> as a threat. I take him as more of a threat in Home Alone. I know. Home Alone, <laughs> he seems threatening because he's going after an eight-year-old. But like, and does it again? Like you can see, you can see where his skin is tight because they've pulled his face back underneath his wig. Yeah, you know, because he's, you know, they they want him to look younger. It's like you're, you're not like you're you're the big scary stabby with a ballpoint pen guy. I mean, he sells it. I mean, he, I know he sells it's it. Just, it's hard to take seriously. Let me ask you a question about Homeland. Like, this is Do the homeless guy from the Brendan Fraser Harvard movie. Like, how threatening can That's he really true. be? That's true. Let me ask you this. I had a big problem with Home Alone 2 because you went to jail because this little kid just plays you with all kinds of tricks. You get out of jail, you happenstance run into this kid in New York, mm-hmm. and you want to re-engage in this? <laughs> Don't you think you, like, if that was well, a real thing. they wanted revenge. They wanted revenge for being put away. Right, but they, they should have stopped and thought to themselves, like, who would have thought this would have ever happened in the first place? Yeah. And the guy got us with a heated doorknob. He, a nail and tar on some steps, yeah. some cars spread on the floor. He had paint cans rigged on on on, on rope. Like you got duped. Right, but here. that's what they're thinking. Like he's not at home. He's in New York. Again, it's not we're not you, on his turf anymore. They should have flashed back to the original. Plus, and they would have said like, bandits. "There's no way that <laughs> they're the sticky bandits." Now they were the wet bandits before. It's a whole new playing playing field. <laughs> I have a problem with it. Kids are scared of the park. This dude over here, I think he just like wants attention. He does. He's been doing this. I don't know. He's probably been gotten. They left early this morning. Who knows? He's like, I'm gonna make some grunts that and he, suckle on my feet. You'd be amazed at his hearing. Like he'll be stone cold asleep where you are, and there will be another. Family walking their dog back here in the back. Yeah. Which is still, you've seen how high up we are. We're like 50 feet off the ground. Yeah. He'll hear, and I can't hear nothing. I just hear the creak. But he'll hear it, and he'll start just, he'll start barking. and Basically saying, get out of my backyard, even though it's community space. I heard a jingle. Yeah. Sounds like a pit bull. They're dangerous. Have you ever been on a private jet while this is on the screen? I have not been on a private jet. But I love this sequence where they get the high roller back. Mm-hmm. Because of quote unquote plane problems, and they take all the money back from him. Don wow. Rickles, the man who I couldn't remember on last week's episode. Oh, Don Rickles is amazing. I, I just it's a it's a bucket list thing for me. I, I don't think it'll ever happen. Private jet. Yeah, just the idea that you don't have to do anything but get on your plane. Like there's none of the air, airport oh, yeah, rigmarole. Like you can have all the you know weapons and and drug paraphernalia you want. You just get on. As long as you own it. We Ron White ran into a problem with that when he had a little <laughs> bit of weed on a private jet. <laughs> well, yeah, it has to be your jet. Yeah, it yeah. has to be your yeah. jet. Your pilots too. I don't think a like a, you, you wouldn't you know have some 
rental pilot because they, they might not be cool with you lighting up a J on the you end up being somebody who's so nostalgic for the old days of, of air travel where you, you're like I'm going to wear a suit but I want the pilots to have a drink with me before we take <laughs> off <laughs> it reminds me of that scene from a uh, big problem I have with Wolf of Wall Street amongst many problems but one of the biggest is when the helicopter pilot lets Jordan Belfort fly the helicopter home yeah to the Hamptons. Yeah. The dude's clearly, it's not an alcohol thing. He's like, you could see he's drooling, he's on pills and you're yeah. going to let this man, you're going to put you, just because he's a billionaire or whatever he might've been, you're going to let him put your life in well, his hands maybe, and maybe fly? he's Maybe he's weighing like, I'm risking my life, but he also pays me a lot to do this. If I overstep, I might lose my job tomorrow. But, and even if I thought that far, I would also think he's not going to remember any of this. That would be my point about, like, no, not tonight, Jordan. Let's just get you home safe. I'd have that Furio moment with the propellers and Tony where I'm like, I could do this. I so much wanted Furio to shove that. I know it would have killed the show, clearly. It's not like you take Michael Scott off the office and it keeps rolling. You kill Tony Soprano, there's no more Sopranos. Yeah. But I would have just loved to have seen Tony Tony just turned into Shark Chum. Just, or at least, they should, of all the dream sequences they You're did in that show. Of all the dream sequences they did in that show, they could have at least showed yeah. some, like, false version of Ch- Furio just just yeah. backhanding this man into plane propellers. <laughs> or was it a helicopter? Helicopter. Uh, it was a helicopter. No, it was a jet, because they have, they called, they're at that, they're at that illegal casino. and No, they, but it, they got to the jet via helicopter. Oh, okay. Maybe, yeah, okay. I think I'm, yeah, they were flown from the Minahonka Mat- Mat- tribals. <laughs> Bringing it back to hostiles. Sorry. <laughs> it's kind of, yeah, my bad. Hostiles connects everything. Does it? This is oh, where we get introduced ginger. to Sharon Stone. This guy, this guy looks fucking creepy. The glasses are cool, though. I think you could bring those back. Eh, maybe. I like how Rothstein, throughout the movie, matches his tie to his suits. Mm -hmm. If he's going to wear a pink tie, he's got a pink suit. If he's wearing a yellow suit, he's got a yellow tie. Like, can I say I've never been attracted to only one movie did I find Sharon Stone to be attractive? And it's not the vagina movie. (laughs) I thought that Quick and the Dead. She was very attractive as a gunslinger in the West. Oh, yeah, I remember Gene that. Hackman. And Leo, yeah. one long, of Leo's first films. It's been a long time since I've seen that. but I, That was I pre-Titanic, Leo. We need to get Titanic on the podcast. Why? What is there to pod there? Why not? I mean, yeah, why not? But I'd be like, <laughs> why? Why not? Don't go back. I'm asking a legitimate question. Why would you pod Titanic? What, what is there that is interesting to, to, to gleam? Talk about what you would do. If you're on the Titanic, we yeah. could do that in any episode. <laughs> we don't need we don't need to have three hours of blubbery. Talk about how I would not try to bone what's your face. I'd find a much prettier Irish gal on the poor deck. She's that's the thing. If you find the pretty Irish gal in the in the, in the third class, mm-hmm. you're talking. You, you can do anything. You yeah. Chocolate tasks, taco chores. Uh, you're going to have more fun in general, yeah. and you're not going to have to deal with Billy Zane or the bad guy or the professor from Ninja Turtles 2. You're not going to have to deal with any of that. <laughs> if there's one redeeming quality to that film, Billy Zane stole that show. <laughs> he might have been the best actor in the entire film. That and Bill Paxton's two and a half minutes of scream time. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, we lost a good one there. Yeah. Bill Paxton was great. 
I think there's a lawsuit his family brought against the hospital wherever he was at. Malpractice is what they're shooting but for. Wasn't it like heart surgery gone wrong? Yeah, but they're saying they're, you know, of course they're going to sue. Yeah. I think that's just, she's just not pretty. No, I, I She's too severe. The, I agree. It's just too severe. So we're talking about Sharon Stone. It's just, there's nothing there. I agree. Sharon Stone, if you're listening, please do uh, subscribe. Um, Sharon Stone, please subscribe. <laughs> I'm not saying she's ugly. She is inherently a pretty woman, but she's just not. Like I don't see the appeal that's made her Sharon Stone. You know, like yeah, or like just the appeal of her character to Rothstein in this movie. Like he's drawn to her, 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 her big ways. You know, and she's got a whole scheme worked out in the entire town. Like she's, but. Like, she's fucking, what's his face that she's obsessed with, in love with? Um, it's not Jeffrey Rush. <laughs> it's James Woods. James Woods. <laughs> yeah. Damn, I forget about James Woods. <laughs> we should do a whole pod. We should do a, You know what we need to start doing? We need to do theme weeks. <laughs> Where we do like, t- all right, TPTO, thanks for listening. As you know, we're in day three of James Woods Week. <laughs> and we'll just do the finest James Woods. This is like, I just. Right off the top of your head, not Casino, give me your your best, or just anything you can think of that was James Woods was in. Uh, See, it's tough, because he's been in a, everything. It's like a vamp, he, I know he's in a vampire movie. Yeah, yeah, he, that was John. Um, John. It's just called Vampires. John Car- John Carpenter's Vampires. And see, I, I, I mean, put like they, they, they're different in age and body type. But picture Jeffrey Rush, <laughs> and picture James Woods. They don't look that different from one another. You should do that. The, hey, did you see the King speech? James Woods was excellent. <laughs> what? Like he's like a. He's like he's like an American version of he's our, he's our Jeffrey Rush is he, what he is. That's a good one. James Woods is our Jeffrey like Rush. If you put James Woods in all of the Captain Barbosa makeup from Pirates of the Caribbean, he'd pretty much look exactly like. I Captain think we need Barbosa. to find a role for James Woods <laughs> in the porn parody. I think maybe he's going. Uh, go honestly, on. he'd probably do it. I don't think James Woods is booking too many <laughs> too many things right now. I love when he makes appearances on Family Guy. Because I, they, I believe well, they have they, James Woods High School. I know. And, I believe know. they get his voice for his character too. He's one of those rare celebrities. Like, yeah, I'll do it. Because he's not doing anything else. I can't. I can't think of another James. I, I want to go through the the filmography. There I was he trying is with his cool mesh, mesh T-shirt, tank top, <laughs> tank top. And his green velour. <laughs> uh, uh, what do they call it? Nehru jacket. That's not a Nehru jacket, but it's close. That sounds like a massage shop. But like she's it's like you, you get the impression and this might even be the actual backstory like that she used to be like his whore and she's not anymore. But she's still like tethered to him in this. I, I pay my man some of what I earn. She's, she was probably like 13 when they hooked up. I don't know. I just. I don't know. The minute that guy made an appearance, if I'm Robert De Niro, I'm like, all right, I'm out. Because when he does the whole. Uh, uh, wait, wait, let me stop you here. His, the things he's working on right now, he, he was a TV short series voiceovers for Justin League, Justice League Action Shorts, which looks really ridiculous. Sounds great. Justice League Action. He's doing a voice work as Hades for Kingdom Hearts 3, a video game, which actually makes some sense because he played Hades, Hades and, Hercules. And, Hercu- and Hercules. 
But other than that, Family Guy primarily, um, some more video games. He was in a couple episodes of Ray Donovan. White House Down. But I'm trying to find his heyday. Like, when was James Wood's heyday? I would say it's probably this era. A lot of video games for this guy. I've thought about that before. Like, there are actors who you know from big films, but, like, the their paycheck comes from, like, VO work and shit that you're never going to see. Oh, I, I saw this on... Uh, John Oliver, he was also Rudy in the Rudy Giuliani story, which is looking more and more like a comedy. <laughs> and less and less of a, of a piece. It's um, not a crime if we do it. <laughs> <laughs> we, I love it, love it. Year, like, year plus, there was no collusion. Present day. If there was collusion, it's not illegal. It's like, okay, all right, I see what you're doing there. <laughs> I guess his heyday was kind of the 90s. Yeah, it's this era. What what year is this? Early nineties. It's got to be like like ninety four or something. Yeah, somewhere in there. Because I mean, is I'm really taken aback at his kind of not great filmography for a guy like James Woods. Like if I wrote a movie, I would probably write a part for James Woods. Yeah. And Val Kilmer. Yeah. My movie would be in Dolph Lundgren. I mean, we would have it every. We would have a lot of people. <laughs> to my point before. If I'm Robert De Niro, like, in this movie, he does something so dumb. He puts, like, all of his shit-hits-the-fan, worst-case scenario money in a safety deposit box and gives her the, the key. key. Yeah. The minute I am I become familiar with the James Woods scenario, <laughs> like, that's it. I'm out. <laughs> like... He tries to, like, pin her down by, like, having a kid with her. Like, you know, She's, I'll marry you if you give me a baby and no more James Woods. Oh, and by the way, I have more or less a, uh, uh, what did you call it, your parents? A bug out bag yeah. of, you know, jewels and millions of dollars in cash in a lockbox. You have the only key. I'm trusting you with my life. He had a key. He had a key. It's like, But he gave her a key, which is huge. It's like, it's all fucking stupid, man. Like, you're... You practically run Vegas for the mafia. You've got everybody in your back pocket. You're going to ruffle feathers with the cowboy because you fire his dumb nephew who's to host the horror movie night on, like, TNT or whatever. You but could, I get it. You could, I get it. You're, you're the big shit in Vegas. You could have probably any showgirl you wanted, and you settled for this fucking bag of snakes. <laughs> Who's gonna who's gonna like drunkenly stumble in your yard oh, with her fur timing. coat and all that? I like to when I, you know I like history. I was reading some books. One of my favorites for what they called uh, what we would call ladies of the night mm-hmm. or working gals today. I was reading about Boston in 1776 was just debauchery, just to the tilt. So there was like, there were like more whorehouses in Boston than there were churches. But they one of these English gentlemen wrote home to some. Well, they family called it Bean Town. <laughs> Flick the bean. <laughs> uh, no one was flicking many beans back then. I don't think it was really about the male side of the, or the female side of the pleasure. That's the sad prostitute customer you hear about. They say I remember someone saying that that was that was Ralphie Mays' thing when he would buy ladies of the night. Well, like, he wanted to pleasure them. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. I know. <laughs> no wonder he died early. I know. They don't want that. <clears throat> I'm going to pay you a hundred dollars an hour so that I can go down on you, and then we're done. That is so sad. I think the only thing that might be sadder is the ones that just, like, pay them for the whole night just to have them lay next to them. Yeah. Can you just... Can you just lay here? Can I just, like, rub your feet? We don't even have to talk. Can we watch Schindler's List together? <laughs> oh, 
Uh, but anyways, the guy was writing a letter. This was 1776. And he writes home, and he, he it was the, I still use it to this day. He, he's like, these women, these jades, oh, yeah, these you, bitch foxly hags. You told me bitch foxly hags. Before. I use that entirely too much. Because one, I know no one's going to get it. Like, if someone's like, does something shitty, I'm like, you jade, you bitch foxly hag. They don't get it, you know. Well, they've been running this preview for a show on Hulu called Harlots. Have you seen it? Mm-mm. Nev Campbell's in it. And I'm out. It looks so dumb. Like, every time the preview comes on, I'm like, like I think it's in its second season on Hulu. I was like, this show looks so I think Nev stupid. Campbell should just stick to the Comic-Con. Sorry, it's, not, ne- it's not Nev Campbell. I misspoke. It's Liv Tyler. Huh. She's That's better. That's slightly... A bump, but the show looks stupid. I I couldn't I couldn't stupid. I couldn't do anything with Lift. I know she's pretty, but there's too much of the dad in there. I I just you know like he it yeah, just but he looks like a grandma. He does <laughs> in a disturbing way, like that kind of. I don't know, Liv Tyler circa. I thought it was weird when she was in the music video. Well, that yeah, they did for was that crazy or was it uh? It wasn't crazy, was it? I don't know. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. She's always just seemed. She, much like Ethan Hawke, she always, and on screen, appears as though she's about to cry. <laughs> Never thought about that. <laughs> you should see White Fang, by the way. I've seen White Fang. Oh, I love that film. I mean, he's even, so young. Even in The Purge. Ethan, I love The Purge. Ethan Hawke looks like I have a sick, he's about to die. I don't know if I'm. It's a sickness. Now, what I was saying. Was I do have an affinity for these? Uh, call it sick. I don't know these. Um, the Purge, the movies. Purge films. Even oh. even the I haven't seen the the most recent because I'm never gonna pay to see a Purge film. That's the limit. But um, I thought the first one was good. I thought all the other ones were stupid. No, no. The one where they're trying to save or protect the congresswoman that wants to end the Purge. I can't. It was the I can't remember what it was, but it's got the one where the. The black girls try to steal a candy bar the the day of the purge before it starts from the black store owner, and he punks them out and says, you got to pay for that. And they're like, we'll see you soon. You know? And they, so the, the dude sits on top of his roof yeah. for the night of the purge with his rifle. Mm-hmm. And then his little, um, his Mexican friend who works in the store comes up. He's like, I'm not going to leave you by yourself. So they're sitting out there. And then coming down the road, it's really I'm, like I, I know it's a stupid movie. It's a guilty pleasure. Yeah. But it, I loved it from filmmaking standpoint because they got it's all dark and all of a sudden you hear a song, like a, coming out blaring out of loudspeakers. That would have been really good, <laughs> but I think they did it one better. Okay. And it was Miley Cyrus. Hands up, you're playing my song. The butterflies fly away. That, I don't know. It's not America. I don't remember what the fuck it was, but. And this Prius starts weaving down the street, and it's got. It looks like, it looks like Clark's house from Christmas Vacation. There was it was just all covered in Christmas lights. These same black girls get out carrying gold-plated AKs. Problem number one. Yeah. Because I know it's the purge. Yeah. But where does one go about getting? Yeah, no. Gold-plated. Well, well, I'll I'll shit on the purge when you're done. <laughs> and then I she, have plenty to say. Yeah, no, I'm, I know you can see it in your eyes. You're like, well, just. I wish you'd just shut the fuck up for like two seconds. <laughs> but they get out of the car. They're all bloody. They got hockey masks on. They're wearing like tutus. Ridiculous shit. Mm-hmm. But they've come back to get their revenge over that candy bar. Yep. And her line is ridiculous. She's like, fuck you, old man. I've already killed my parents tonight. <laughs> and I was like, really, though? Like, you killed your parents and now it's about that candy bar? <laughs> like, 
Go have some more fun somewhere else. You're highlighting why this movie is stupid. But I love it. I just think it's... Maybe it's just the ideology well, of The Purge as being, like, something we're headed to. My brother-in-law is similar. He, he, he likes the movies. We talked about this in California when he was driving me out to the comedy store. I was like, my problem with The Purge movies... Like, I, I know, I'm friends with a guy on Facebook that goes to Dragon Con and Comic Con every year. And he's one of these guys that um, cosplays like a fucking professional. Like, he will fabricate an entire Halo costume out of foams and plastic and paint it exactly the way it looks. And he'll shave his head the right way and do makeup. Like, when you see the final product, you're like, holy fuck. Like, I see now why it took you nine months to craft this. And you watch these Purge movies and it's like, these fucking people, like, they're in their off time. Like, I got to figure out a way to, like, turn a bull mask with, like, right, light up red <laughs> eyes in it so that I can have a bull mask on with a scary, like, Joker face spray painted over the mouth. And I think I'm going to have red lights sort of flashing in the eye holes. <laughs> I think that'll look cool for Purge Night. Hey, honey, come look at my Purge mask. It's just so fucking dumb to me. Like, these are not masks that they went to the Halloween store. It's not Mardi Gras. And bought before they went out to kill people. Like, when you look at these stupid, color-coordinated, street gang, collaborative costumes, like, these fucking murder nerds have been planning this shit for a year. Well, you gotta think. And it's just so fucking dumb. By the time we see The Purge, we're many years in. The most recent one was about the first one, but I haven't seen it. But you have to imagine, after four or five purges, you might want to mix things up. You well, know? this brings me Banks. This was uh, this was back when we asked for hypotheticals. Mm. I love a hypothetical. Banks asked me in a text, is that if the purge is real, would you hide or purge? Uh, I'm hiding, of course, <laughs> because I'm not a fucking animal. I know. Now, I have a feeling that Banks would have a different answer to that I, question. And I didn't ask. I said... Because you don't want to know the answer. No, I was like, it bothers me that you're asking this question. Banks would be in a bedazzled jean outfit <laughs> with fucking... It'd be the Florida Georgia line murder. <laughs> yeah, they would be you know what? blaring would... Florida Georgia line out also, of speakers. I also said hide, but now that we're talking about it, I would purge just to go take out the Florida Georgia line guys. <sighs> Let them be. If anything, they add, they add to this show, if nothing else. Yeah. No, I'm definitely... I mean, I I'm like, definitely hide, I, I mean, hide and then some. Like, I don't under, think you even call it hiding. You just for, that's him chasing the cat. Yeah, you no, just fortify. I would, what I would do, like, it's an American thing. So, like, if the purge is August first, my ass is buying a plane ticket to Canada on September twentieth, and I'm giving myself a ten day <laughs> hiatus. Yeah, yeah, a ten day lead. I will say this though, and you can call me what you will and judge to Canada. me. Canada, I'm not gonna purge, but all crime. Is legal. Mm-hmm. I might go out and try to rob a bank. <laughs> I might true. try to enrich my life. If if because then yeah. if it's in that twenty four hours, all crime is legal. So I'm not. I'm still a, a fine conservative Christian. I can go out and and uh, I mean I'm sure the banks would have taken the most precautions. So maybe not a bank, but I might try to like knock off a. Something that I know to yeah. be a cash-heavy business. But you're running, you're, the risk is out Of getting purged. Because, because some douchebag um, with a, a suit made of chainsaws and, <laughs> and, a, and a dirt bike gang. Is you know what? They, the next purge should be directed by the guy that started Cirque du Soleil. That's twice <laughs> that we've got Cirque. But I, you, when you said suit made of chainsaws, my yeah. mind said, 
That guy that you can wh- do whoever it. says makes decisions yeah. for Cirque du Soleil. If they if you work for Cirque du Soleil, please do subscribe. But he would definitely be like, yes, <laughs> suit made of chainsaws. We're doing it on a unicycle. <laughs> Make it happen. <laughs> That's the thing. Like you're sitting there thinking, like, all right, we could get one of those like super hardcore right winger prepper bunkers that are under the ground and in the middle of nowhere. I want to stop you there. I don't want to make you lose track, but I don't associate right wing or left wing with a bunker. If I could build a bunker downstairs right now, yeah, I'm, I would have a bunker. Okay, I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. I, right. I think you would t- think about the well, fun no, you could I- have in a bunker. <laughs> a couple of generators. Yeah. You got your movies. You, you can, can take your whole movie collection down you can there. Make a new house guest uncomfortable. That, <laughs> if you just need some fat, like that, really, like right now, if you weren't, I have this whole. What they don't know is there's no one. It, you're not hearing baby noises for a reason. There's yeah, not there's, the. There's no baby. There's here. not the cackle of a of a of a FaceTime conversation going on because we have why, the house to ourselves. Legion's stepping it up with the. If you the weren't here right now, I'd be treating this place like a hotel room. I'd be fapping in every corner because I don't get this opportunity very much. I, oh, am I like, interrupting your beat off? Time? A little bit, but I'm saying like I don't do have that. Do you want to take a break? No, no, because no, it wouldn't be the same. You have an upper floor. I do, but you'd be down here. I'll take the basement. Yeah, I'd still know you were there. <laughs> I'm doing the same thing. I, <laughs> that doesn't help it. That doesn't help it. But yeah, like you, you know what I'm talking about when you can yeah. go to full volume. You don't have to have it on your headphones. Or, yeah, yeah. No, when the house, when you have the house to yourself. It's a hotel room. You turn into an animal, a Neanderthal with, yeah. with a permanent boner. <laughs> there was, it is amazing how much you like. There was a. I remember. The, I think it was a lot, when Kristen went to Vegas for her sister's bridal, uh, our bachelorette party. There was one night during that week when my kids were spending the night with their grandmother. So Keep I talking. Was, just a green suit. I'm just. I'm just noticing this. A green tie, green, green suit. suit. Yeah. With the, the whole house to myself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like, why wear clothes? Uh, it's me and the dog. <laughs> Poor dog. Like it's, monsters, like damn it. Like not that this is that different from a regular day, but it's like it's pizza and hot wings on rotation, and just porno at full volume if I want. <laughs> TV at, at like on volume like seventy, which we never do. Yeah. You know, it's like I can just. This is, I can just do whatever I, am think, I want. I do now that I'm on this workout thing, which is kind of weird because I'm doing all this stuff and I still have the occasional drink, so it's kind of counterproductive. I'm just drinking the way I'm. I'm working off the drink. You're maintaining your weight, right? Which is not what I want to do. Eventually, I do want to lose a little bit, but I do have this fantasy where I just like could go hard one week, Monday through Friday, only clean foods, yeah. no booze, yeah, burning 800 calories a day, only taking in a thousand, right? Like. And then on that Saturday, just ordering two large, like one, I want. Give me nine donuts. No, I don't, I don't like, you know, we could talk about, let's talk about With donuts. a cheeseburger Let, in no, the this middle. No, just, this just came up for me the other day. I don't, I don't dig on a donut. Let me preface this. I've had really good donuts, like mm. Sublime Donuts, Revolution Donuts. We've talked about this on the pod. Oh, have we? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't want to rehash something we've we already had. We talked had. about it because your mom had seven Krispy Kremes. Right? Yeah, that's too much. I don't even like Krispy Kreme. My donut of choice, if I'm being honest, just give me one of those marbled Dunkin' Donuts. I know it's terrible. (laughs) I know it's terrible. I'm kind of with you. Like, I don't love them, but there's a donut place that Ubers to my house. And what's cool about them, they have this deal where for like 16 bucks, you can get an assorted dozen. And there, it's a highbrow donut place. It has to be $16. It's not not Dunkin' or Krispy Kreme. It's like a revolution. It's called Delightful. 
And but I but you can also just order however many you want. And what's cool about them is I won't I won't do the sixteen assorted. I'll just pick out like seven that I want, mm-hmm. and that adds up to whatever it adds up to. But usually between the fee for the seven plus the tax and the Uber fee, it crosses that sixteen dollar border, and they see that. So they automatically just fill in the spare dozen for you at no extra cost. What? So every time I order seven, business, I still right get there. 12. Wow. But so, is there a choice at that point? They yeah, just they, have they, they pick the other five. Is it just like cake, the breaded donut? No, breaded like last donut? time they did an apple fritter. They did a couple of regular glaze. They did some ice. They, you know, they, they mix it up. Let me add this. I don't look at a fritter as a donut. I'll eat some fucking fritters. That actually might be, that actually might cut through my yeah. argument here, but... A bear claw, an apple fritter, that's not a fucking donut. It's that, I don't even know if it was a proper apple fritter. It's that swirly sort of donut with apple bits. Maybe you have it. another question from Matt here. Like, what's an Australian donut look like? Is there an Australian donut? I am sure there's an Australian donut. Um, but to your point, I don't go ape shit over donuts myself, but this place, they have a cream cheese and raspberry donut. And I'm not a cream cheese person. I don't, I don't like cream cheese a whole lot. They do a very thin spiral of cream cheese on top of the donut and put this big old glob of raspberry goo in the middle. Mm. And I could eat like 25 million of those motherfuckers. We're diametrically opposed on that. I like bagels, but I only eat them for the schmear. I've got... That's a different kind of cream cheese. I'm talking about like... You're talking about cream cheese icing? Yeah, I'm talking about like dessert cream cheese. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't like that either. Leah's a big fan of like... If she gets a cake... Like red velvet cake, cream cheese. Right. If she gets a cake, she wants cream cheese icing. And that's... For me and her, that's... We're like... Furthest on the end of the spectrum. That's the easiest wedding or birthday party for me to go to and say no to cake. If you have cream cheese icing on whatever the cake is... I'm I'm not gonna have any because that's gross. Yeah, <laughs> but I I don't want to say I'm not into sweets because I like you know what I have in the fridge right now that I'm in because I haven't been working out but it's tough right now is I I bought one of those when you go down the candy aisle not at the checkout. Speaking of which, I'm gonna bust up in those peanut butter cups. Way down for that. <laughs> but what I was saying when I go down the candy aisle, yeah, and they've got those mega candy bars. Mm-hmm. Which by the way, who buys a symphony? They're still making them. <laughs> I don't know. Who buys that? I don't even know what's in it. A bunch of nuts and milk chocolate? Which, don't get me wrong, but it's not like, it's like the, it's it's the bouge version. Yeah. Because you have your, what I was going to say is I have a giant Mr. Good Bar. I was going to say, just get a Mr. Good Bar. Love it. There's no better combination on the planet the, than peanuts and chocolate. The best Mr. Good Bar, in my opinion, is the dark chocolate Mr. Good Bar. You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> there is no way it's better than the original. I and love, I, but let me backtrack. I love dark chocolate. The though. symphony is like where they said, "All right, okay, 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 okay. We have the Mr. Good Bar. How do we appeal to those with money, not white trash?" I got it. Almonds. We'll put <laughs> almonds in it, and we'll Add throw some toffee. Maybe some toffee and some walnuts. Yeah. Those are the the really rich nuts. Yeah. No. When someone when someone says to me, "Hey, you want to try this candy bar?" The first thing I ask is, "Is there toffee in it?" You yeah, like, then I don't want. You don't it. like toffee? Fuck no. Really? I think it's gross. Okay. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not advocate. I'm not. It's like, I'm, do you like chocolate? Yeah. Do you like? I'm not a lobbyist. I'm not a lobbyist for, <laughs> for uh, for yeah. that. For like, the- do you like chocolate? I love chocolate. Do you like the taste of Werther's? Not really. Well, what about the two together? Yeah. No, I'm still not interested. You don't like Werther's? No. Wow. I don't like toffee flavored things. I don't understand what toffee is. I think it's just burnt sugar. <laughs> 
It's, it's not, like Caramel's more sophisticated cousin. It's Caramel's retarded cousin. <laughs> well, I thought we had a conversation about this word. <laughs> we in, ought not. In this context, it applies. It's Caramel's special needs cousin. <laughs> it's it's Caramel's uh, handicapable cousin. Handicapable cousin. That's better. I it's can go with It's still not good as far as food goes. I want to return to the purge conversation. Hey, you know what this podcast is? We're I, supposed well, to be talking yeah. about casino right now. Well, I know, and they're—I mean—they're—they're they're purging in their own way. <laughs> what I said to Banks is that I would not only hide; I would hide somewhere secure, like a bunker, in a corner where I know nothing can come from behind me, with guns pointed out, and we would just sit there for twelve hours. Because it's a 12-hour period, isn't it? Like, yeah. it starts at, like, midnight and it, it goes till... Noon or yeah. whatever, yeah. Like, and that's that. Like, water, snacks, 12 hours, somebody's on watch, people you trust, and you were literally in a corner to where action could only come at you from one direction, and you were armed to the teeth to shoot all these dumb pieces of shit that want to go get off on murder. I have to think, though, for most of the people that lived in this... Uh, dystopian America that is the purge. Present day. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> it's but coming. It, I, okay, well, let's talk about that. The <laughs> night after the election in 2016, the yeah. next morning, I said, well, one, I said two things. I said, at least we see the uh, hypocrisy of the evangelical right. Yeah. And two. We love what, Jesus. And two. And, and also Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. And two, <laughs> when the purge starts, I'll probably be okay. Because I'm white and male. Yeah. I think we'll probably get through. But what I'm saying is, I don't think, like, in the movies, of course, you're seeing all the shit. Yeah. But I think if The Purge was real, if you don't live in an urban city center, your odds go down. Yeah. Of being maimed. Right. If you live in an affluent spot, you're probably more dangerous because someone might come out here. Well, that's what happens to Ethan Hawke in the first one. Right. He, he lives in the wealthy neighborhood. But that was those. a targeted attack. I know, but he also sells And he made those, a terrible mistake. He sells those shitty security systems that don't really work. It's all for show. They're like, yeah, we'll get through this and no problem. We're But I guess my, what I'm, purge kids. the wider point, what I'm trying to say is, I don't think, like, put a, put a percentage on it. If it's purge night, it's 12 hours, entirety of the country. How many people are in legitimate, real deal life or death danger? I don't know. I mean, anybody in a city for sure. Agreed. So most of the populations in the cities, but I'm yeah. saying like when you look at this entirety of the spread out population, yeah. Like how many? Even in the cities, what's like? I put it at like twelve percent, which see, is terrible. But, but, but you don't know. Like, go back to the Ethan Hawke scenario. He mostly survives the 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 advertised threats. But then succumbs to his fucking neighbors. Yeah, because they were pissed because he added on to his house all the money he made. Right. My point being, if you're in a suburban, secluded, middle to lower class area, you're in the least likely to have an issue. But if your neighbor is secretly pissed because you keep leaving your hedge a foot higher than you're supposed to. <laughs> Dog shit in his yard. Like he's going to come at you with everything he's got because he can and you're and you're not expecting it. I guess, what's the safe, uh, Montana, probably the safest spot well, during the purge? Well, I was going to say, you know how, like, 
whenever a Republican is running for president, all these leftist celebrities come out like, if, if Donald Trump gets elected, I'm moving to France or I'm moving to Canada. Well, it's no better in France right now, but I understand what you're saying. They all say that. And, and then like none of them do. And then Sean Hayes like, hey, I thought you were moving. I'm, I'm never wrong. Uh, if if somebody took this, if. If Sarah Huckabee Sanders came out tomorrow and said, the president has decided we are going to do the purge. <laughs> like, well, you know what? Sorry, Dad. I can't work at your company anymore. <laughs> Me and the kids are packing up and we're moving to fucking Canada where people still have brains in their heads. <laughs> and I would fucking abandon everything and leave this country and I would wipe my ass with a printed copy of the Constitution on my way out. <laughs> What's your point here? My, my point is... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you agree? <laughs> I'm just wondering... Why we got here I'm just saying If the purge became real I'd I'd clear the fuck Out of this country And never come back My point was If you're in Montana You're probably safe Yeah maybe The Dakotas Unless you have a beef With a neighbor Maybe Exactly Maybe you're safe Now to your point earlier My initial impulse When Banks asked the question And again I would not ask him What he would do Because I'm afraid We know what he would do Lots of illegal things I do like your Concept of like, all right, let's weigh the odds of can we get away with robbing the liquor store? Okay, so to your point though, in the same with the ridiculous side of people saying, <clears throat> right after Purge Night ends, they start decorating their outfits for the next Purge. So they spend 12 months <laughs> bedazzling themselves. I'm gonna make the scariest mask, you guys. Yeah, like, hey, next Purge, let's all go as the baseball furies from the Warriors. Next, next Purge, <laughs> I'm dressing like Groot and I'm killing everybody, right? <laughs> I get that, but I'm saying, yeah. same vein. Someone who looks at it, uh, looks at this thing realistically, yeah. says, "I'm not gonna fucking make something pretty to wear. I'm yeah. gonna spend the next 11 months and 29 days. Mm-hmm. Folk, I'm gonna do some research. Where are these spots that are cash heavy? That's not a bank per se or yeah. whatever. If you have 11, I honestly, I'm not Danny Ocean here. Yeah. But if I had a, a fucking year, yeah, to prepare for some kind of robbery, put a crew together." I don't even know if I would do that because the thing you start putting crews together, well, yeah. you have a scene. We were just talking about the Dark Knight. We, we almost did the dark, the dark Knight tonight. Remember the yeah. opening scene? They all start popping each other yeah, off. That's true. No. When there's got to be people. When, you, when trust. you have too many people, too many stakes. If me and you did it, yeah, there would be a level of trust there. But yeah. there'd still be an inkling. Oh no, I'd kill you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. There'd still be. I'd be like, no, Liam but, might be like, Are you sure you want to do this? But I really, he's my cousin. I've, I've known him my whole life. I, I, really I love him. Odds. We do a pod together. I think we're fine. And you turn around and I'm wearing a fucking Raggedy Ann mask. Oh, that would be a shitty way to die. <laughs> to a guy in a Raggedy Ann I would. mask. I could confidently say right now, if I stayed in America for the purge and you and I schemed to rob a cash-heavy place, we would rob it, fend off the unicyclists with chainsaws, <laughs> bunker down. My only question is like, all right, day after the purge, we just got a clean mill and cash from this place that keeps a million dollars in cash. What happens with the IRS? Do we have to report it as income? No, you just do the Carmella. You only um, you only in, uh, deposit nine thousand nine hundred dollars at a time, so it doesn't get uh, reported. Right, but is it income? You still have. Where did it come from? The what? purge. Everything was legal that night. So we, we so, stole so a, if you a million dollars. Still a clean mill on the purge. It doesn't matter where it came from after the they, purge. They prefaced this. It's legal. All crime is legal. So if you went to a bank, you you wouldn't even have to do the Carmella. You'd go to the bank the next day. Yeah. Big, I want to deposit a million dollars. 
And they'd be like, okay, we have some questions. They'd be like, oh, no, 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 no. I stole this last night during the legality of the purge. You see my hand? Do you see these three fingers missing? <laughs> That's because some dickhead on a unicycle. This ear didn't get bitten off by itself. <laughs> I have one ball right now. Don't ask. Take my million dollars or I'm going to come find you next year. On- <laughs> and I'm going to put a spiked baseball bat in your asshole. Remember that scene from Seven where the guy forced the strap on onto that dude and he had to fuck the woman? That's you next year on The Purge if you don't take, take this million. Take my million so that I can go to the goddamn hospital. <laughs> because healthcare is very expensive here. And it turns out the surgery I need is a million dollars. No, but yeah, I, I, that would be... It would be tempting. Because again, I'm not Danny Ocean, but no. give me a year to plan something. It would be tempting, like, you know, life plan, like, all right, listen, if we purge for four years and steal enough money over that four-year period to where we never have to work again, it might be worth the unicyclist chainsaw risk. Sure. And we collaborate and steal money, and then the minute we have enough, we all fucking move to Canada where— I'm not going to Canada. Why not? Not with that kind of money. Where are you going? I don't know. Somewhere tropical? Okay. I don't know. I, I want somewhere with seasons. That's just where my mind goes. Ugh, fucking seasons. I don't need seasons. <laughs> I've had I've had thirty. You hate I've had, heat. Why would you go to the tropics? I don't know. Because I can buy a nice. You don't a- like the beach, and you don't like warm temperatures. That's, okay, let's let's talk about this for a second. I don't dislike <laughs> the beach. I just don't like to spend all day on the beach. In fact, one of my favorite things when we were down, one of my favorite things to do at the beach mm-hmm. is to walk the beach at night. Okay. That is one. It is heaven for me. That is Shangri La. I like it when it's not overcast, which it was when we were out in L.A. Well, what I would say what we should do then in this grand hypothetical is start at Canada. Just get out of this country mm. to a, a one where they still have some sanity left and then plot the dreamscape nation to, to go live in instead. By tropical, I don't mean like Tahiti. That'd be nice, though. <laughs> but like, you know, I could live in... Uh, I don't really know where I could fucking live. I'm just saying, it wouldn't be Canada. No, uh, Canada is just what, like, in terms of... Their beer sucks. In terms of what we're tethered to, I'd be like, all right, well, just... Australia. You've seen Matt's backyard. We'll just camp out with him. I feel like they might purge in Australia at some point, They would definitely purge there. That's a very... I have a feeling that movie's coming. (laughs) Well, in Australia, nothing but the purge already. (laughs) I don't know. We'll find out when we call him. Yeah. Um... I don't, I don't know. I just, my mind goes to, I need to get out of this country quickly. I'll just go there and then I'll figure out what nation I want to move to. Do you think every state would participate in the purge? Uh-huh. Like I, I, have, I almost picture like Hawaii being like, eh, we're good. Who knows? And then like, no. The same beefs that are in Hawaii are here. Like, no, fuck that. We're going to kill all these howlies. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a reverse purge where native Hawaiians are like, this is our opportunity. Well, yeah, that's a howley is a white Hawaiian. Yeah, I know. I'm saying okay. like, not to, but to like take it back to the original. Yeah, yeah, no, we're gonna, and they, they're purged. They'd probably eat them. We're going back to grass skirts and getting rid of all these fucking howleys. And we're going to return this shit to the way it used to be. Yeah. Pre-James Cook. <laughs> for sure. But like, you know, like Georgia, they're definitely going to participate. Texas, definitely. Uh, again, some of these states are already doing it. It's, <laughs> it's just the called the police doing it. But, like, part of me wonders, like, is Vermont going to do it? They're going to, like, look at Sanders and be like, hey, what do we do? And be like, yeah, no, we're not doing it. 
as one of you state senators, no, we're not doing it. Yeah. But, you know, definitely all of the red states. I'm trying to think of a state that most certainly would not. Yeah, I'm struggling. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it, I think all of them would do it. Washington? You said Vermont, Rhode Island, maybe they, they might not participate. I feel like Washington would be like, our suicide rate is so high. We don't need this. We don't need yeah. this. Like, our population's under control. Or it's so gloomy <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah, in fact, you know what? Washington might go the other way. But you know what? If we allow this, it might stop people from killing themselves if they get to kill other people. Yeah, and you get more of them. <laughs> That's the other part. They never, like, in all the purge... And that whole story arc, they never mention how, regardless of how you feel about it, it's good for the population control. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's Thanos' whole premise in the new Avengers movie. Didn't see it. I didn't see it either, but I know the storyline. Yeah, everyone told me the storyline. Just get the population down. I love this scene in Casino, <laughs> which we're still coming, watching, you know. where uh, Joe Pesci walks his uh, stacked blonde date just out, met her. out to the car. Just met her. Going to get a beach on some white leather seats. Slide over to the driver's seat there so you can... But he's uh, telling her how good the, uh, the best possible way to make veal. <laughs> and she's ready to go. Dangly earrings and all. She's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suck your dick. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had that kind of arrangement, but I imagine it's nice. Probably so. Yeah, I can, I can say the same. Never had that kind of arrangement. Probably nice. Kind of did, but I don't want to get too in-depth with it. I have plenty of my own stories that I don't want to share on yeah, the pod. Those aren't potable, <laughs> I don't think. Not that Leah listens. We all know that. She's not even here, so you know she's not listening to that. No, she. Yeah, no, I know she doesn't listen. I'll give it one. Because you actually have some feedback. Alan, super fan, to get in his third straight mention, was listening to our last pod. He's got to be having a tough time adjusting to driving with something on. Yeah, it's been a real... Well, to that point, he was listening the other night while he was cooking. So that's a thing. Okay. But his wife turned to him and said, wait a minute, is Austin telling a bad hand job story while he's holding his infant daughter? <laughs> and I said, I'm not proud of it, but don't judge me. Yeah. It had to be done. Yeah, no, he's also telling it with a four-year-old and a two-year-old uh, niece in the room. <laughs> yeah, it just is what it is. Like, we have to get this and pod done. And they can understand things. We're working fathers. We yeah. have to do this thing. But yeah, I'll tell you one. There was a girlfriend of mine who may have also been the one with the braces oh, and the choker. All right, braces and choker. I saw a, I saw a <laughs> porno gif recently of a girl, and I hate that this has become a thing. You know the, um, what's the blonde girl's name from, um, you said earlier, Wolf of Wall Street? Margot Robbie. Yeah, she's she, beautiful. She plays, the, she plays um, Harley Quinn in that stupid movie with the Jared Leto Joker. Yep. I don't remember yep. what it was called. Her costume became the, like the Suicide Squad. Is what yeah, it was her her daddy's little monster T-shirt, baseball bat, pigtail costume. Became, That's become a yeah, it's cosplay. Be, it's become the cosplay porno girl thing. Yeah. I saw a porno girl. I saw a porno gif of a girl having that shirt on, slowly lifting it up to flop out her massive boobies, but just you know, faces out. And it's one of those gifs where it's a mystery who she is, but you can see the black like woven. Choker. Yeah. And I thought, and for a moment, I thought. While you were fapping. You no. Thought, you I, thought of me. No fap to this. But for a moment, I'm watching this gif because it's on repeat. I'm thinking, I should text this to Austin. You should. You should have. I still can. I still Yeah, it. I wish you would. Um, <laughs> no, but she asked me, I guess I was 16 or 17 at the time. She said, 17. Mm. 
And to be clear, she was the same age, so there's no... Okay. Can't be tracked back to me later. But she said, you know, what is your fantasy? 17-year-olds don't have fantasy. The fucking fantasy is just getting anything on you. Getting cum out of my balls? (laughs) That's your fucking (laughs) fantasy. Seriously. Just... Preferably through my penis. (laughs) On or near a woman. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. (laughs) But I was kind of like... I won't call it diabolical, but I... The thing with her was like... You would have to kind of engage in conversation for uh, more than you wanted to, to yeah. get where you, you inevitably. Yeah, you got to pay the troll toll to get into that girl's hole. <laughs> and um, yeah, so she said, like, "What's your fantasy?" And I saw an opportunity, mm. and I went for it. And I said, "You know what? I have this fantasy. I never had this fantasy, but it's just where I just come over to your house. No one's home. Mm-hmm. The minute I walk in the door." Boom, you hit your knees. Yeah. And then we go downstairs and make a bunch of CDs. Because that was back in the day when you had Napster. Because that... Well, you make a bunch of CDs. (laughs) I take a nap. (laughs) But you get where I'm going. (laughs) And she did it. She did it. There you go. And it was like... I remember feeling kind of rotten because I was like... Eh. She asked. (laughs) I made something up. She went for it. (laughs) What What am I supposed to do? Hey, don't give a guy an opening, because that's what you're going to get. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, one of my fantasies is, like, I come home to my place, and there's, like, five just naked women there, all just fighting over who gets to suck my dick first. <laughs> it's you and your friend Stacy <laughs> and your friend Rebecca and your uh, cousin, uh, also Stacy. Your neighbor's mom. And your neighbor, uh, and your neighbor's mom. And, you know, it's those specific people. Yeah. And they're all just fighting over who gets to do it first. <laughs> That's my fantasy. <laughs> See if you can make that happen. <laughs> you know, cut, cut, to a, uh, cut to a montage of her on the phone, like, just, like, yelling into the phone, like, No! No, we have to do this! I don't care if you don't like to! <laughs> yeah, no, it was the one time I ever tried to... And it worked. It worked. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Let's uh, let's do a dinner break. All right. Official pause. Hello. Why is this a good part to talk about? Because she's asking for twenty five thousand dollars. So Sharon's zone. So it's just like, hey, I need twenty five thousand. And he's saying, well, what's it for? And she's like, I can't. You know, why? Why do you make me do this? You make me beg. Yeah. Like, no, you're at. It's like, look, I love my wife. It's for James Woods. But if she, we, yeah. But I'm saying if. Uh, if your wife mm-hmm. came to you, and she wouldn't because she's not a fucking degenerate. But I don't have it. No. To give. <laughs> True. But let's imagine that like, you did. Yeah, I, I want a million dollars. Let's imagine you did. <laughs> you, uh, you had the money. And she comes up to you one morning in, in her robe. You're eating your pancakes. Mm-hmm. And she just says, hey, uh, I need $25,000. And you're like, okay, well, what for? Because I don't care how rich you are. If someone says, I need $25,000. Mm-hmm. Unless you're totally just checked out completely, you're not going to say, like, sure. Yeah, or if you're, like, Jordan Belfort rich, where 25000 is akin to, like, twenty five. Yeah, well, that, but even, <laughs> I even think Jordan Belfort would be like, what for? Cat's going to fuck up our, our sound studio. No. Well, maybe. This actually brings me to a question I was going to ask on a previous pod, and it just never came up organically. Sure. But it has come up organically now. Okay. Up oh, there goes one panel. <laughs> hey, 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 what is she doing? 
She's like, I hate this show. It's a stupid fucking show. <laughs> you guys are never going to be famous. <laughs> Just fucking quit, quit while you're ahead. Cat hey. making the second appearance on the Knock pod. down the studio. Oh, watch this. It's going to be funny. Legion. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason we have a cat, so we can torture her with the dog. <clears throat> so, what was your uh, question? My my question was, what is your cutoff dollar amount for returning something? And I'll explain hey, where this give came me, from. Give me more than that I, I recently, try to reconstruct her. All right. Somewhat recently, it's been a while now, our dryer was making this weird noise, and there was a burning smell coming from it. Sounds, that which sounds is, reasonable. Which is not good. Dryers are like one of the main causes of house fires. So we stopped using it. And I'm looking at like rates to have a repairman come out and service it because it's not under warranty. And I was like, fuck this. I said, I used to do air conditioning. I know how to take shit apart. And so I watched a YouTube video. I took the whole dryer apart. Okay. To the extent that it made Kristen really nervous because it was in lots, <coughs> lots of pieces. Okay. But I knew what I was doing. I watched videos to figure out how to do every step of the way. And actually getting it taken apart revealed that there was lint just trapped all inside of it, which is most likely where the burning smell was coming from. Got to vacuum all that out, reassembled it, turned it on. No weird noises, no weird smells, and it's worked fine ever since. Knock on wood. When I was putting it back together, I bought some new parts for it, particularly the the vent that runs from the dryer to the wall to vent the shit outside and some different clamp things to hold it on tight. And I overbought. So when I was done with the whole project, I had these leftover pieces that I hadn't used that still had a sticker on them. And it's like $7. And the receipt's sitting on top of them and it's in a bag hanging by my door. And that was like two months ago. And I have made no effort to go back to Home Depot and get my $7 Oh, I get it now. Like, if you purchase something, but the... The process of actually returning it yeah. so is like, so dreading. Like that $7 is not enough money for me to be like, to get off well, how my far ass. away? Your Home Depot, I think I went to it. It's close. Yeah. But when you factor in the four and two-year-old. Yeah. So what like, I would do. It's like, I got to go all the way for $7. Like, I just assume just just not, not mess with it. I'll just go back, make a day of it, let the girls walk about. Because when it rains here, I always take him... To Home Depot. I take cold cuts. Yeah. Because they let dogs in. Yeah. It's a nice place to walk. Yeah. He gets treats. Everyone loves him. Smells good. It's a lot, smells good. does smell good. Uh, I would just take it back and get like $7 worth of uh, beef jerky or candy bar. Something you know will make you happy. Okay. Cause you, so I'll tell you where I'm coming from. That uh, Braves game many years ago, they did the tool race. They still do the tool race at Braves games. But back in the day... They would pick people out, and you would go stand on the dugout, and you're you were you were like the representative of whatever tool. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like they came up and they're like, "Hey, you want to be in the tool race?" And I was like, "You mean I get to put on the suit?" And they're like, "No, but you're you're you will be the on dugout representative of Hammer." You mean I'm gonna race Dane Cook? No, yeah. no, 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 no. You're completely no, no, no. missing. Yeah, it. You're, you're not getting it. You're not getting it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I went down, stood in the dugout. And I was like a little bit tipsy, and I'm like, yeah, tool race. And some really hipster douche guy in front of me, yeah, you look like a tool. And I was like, yeah, you're bald, you fuck. Like, we were about to have a fight right there. I was like, it got really contentious all of a sudden. And uh, 
Anywho, I win. I didn't personally win. The guy right. wearing the hammer costume won. I was going to say hammer. And they got, uh, I got a gift bag, and in the gift bag was a, a shitty Braves hat. Not a good Braves hat, like the one that you still have to latch. Yeah. Not a fitted hat. Here's some shit for you to have to keep up with the rest of the night at Turner Field. Have fun. Hey, we've got a new follower on SoundCloud just right now. Nice. But, uh, anywho, we, I get a, a hat, there was a shitty t-shirt, uh, a couple of Braves stickers, and then at the bottom of the bag... Was his $50 Home Depot gift card. Now, I'm 24. Yeah. I don't own anything. I, I have no need for any kind of, you know, hinges <laughs> or uh, nails. Wood. Wood. Not that you can get much for $50. Area rugs. Yeah, I don't need any lamps. <laughs> I mean, literally the only thing I would go into a Home Depot for now is like a box fan. But I didn't need one of those either. Air filter. Maybe. But gotta, anywho, change that every three so months. I just said, uh, they were like, what are you going to do with that gift card? And I was like, I'm going to buy $50 worth of candy, beef jerky, and Coca-Colas. And, uh, I'm going to buy one of those Gatorade. camo hats with a light on top. <laughs> no, but you should have seen it, the looks I got when I walked in there with this $50 coupon and walked out with us, what absolutely amounted to just $50 worth of uh, M&M's and beef M&Ms, jerky. M&M's, beef jerky, Mr. Good Bars, Twix, a whole bunch of Gatorade. You don't even or grab... Or Powerade, because they don't sell Gatorade right. there. You don't, you don't grab the individual. You just lift the box out of the mm-hmm. rack, and you buy the box of Twix. Yeah. The lady was like, when she saw me come through, it was like the... I don't really... It, I, it appeared to me that this has never been something that had ever happened. No one's ever come in there strictly yeah. for the... The junk food and the colas and the and the and the Powerade. It would have been funny if you bought all that and uh, a knife and some duct tape <laughs> and like twenty feet of rope. Like you get twenty dollars worth of luring candy <laughs> and then some some duct tape, a knife, and a ski mask, <laughs> a baklava. Yeah, in yeah. August, like balaclava, I should say. What are you gonna do with all this? The start of your business. Yeah, in a weird. It's none of your business. Oh, that's none of your business. Was she a great big fat person? Was she a great big fat person? We have to watch Silence of the Lambs on this podcast. I mean, absolutely. Oh, was she a great big fat person? You know, I I've liked all of those films. I even liked the shitty one, Hannibal. Yeah, um, I mean, they're all. They're Red all, Dragon's incredible. Yeah. It. I'm not gonna say. I'm not the Do guy. Do you that, see? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna sit here and say it, it's on. The, the same plane as the first because I don't really I hate having these arguments but I think it's actually a better film I will say that as far as how it's constructed I even like Manhunter Manhunter with uh, the guy that was uh, Mel Gibson's uncle in Braveheart is very good right and um, the bad guy from Last Action Hero yeah his name escapes me right now he's also Frankenstein in Monster I, Squad he is I always think Rip Torn but that's not it do I'm you remember Monster Squad yeah Wolfman's got nards <laughs> But yeah, no, it's uh. Would you it, say fat kid? Manhunter's good. I I I liked the Hannibal Rising, the origin story. Is that I, a TV I, show? No, it was a movie. Mm-hmm. It was uh, the, it's the origin story of how we got Hannibal. You watch how. Uh, what are you laughing about? I just think when I've watched these movies, sometimes I will think like it's gotta taste good. Like if he's eating it, can't be bad. No, so you should <laughs> you should watch Hannibal Rising. So you know the guy, he does like it's funny because this guy. I think he's an actor because he's been in a movie, but I'm seeing this guy in like Chanel commercials and high fashion, like maybe some Gucci too. 
where he does those commercials where it's like the ridiculous, the most ridiculous commercials are always those high fashion ones where it's right. like the guy's swimming in a rooftop pool right. in Vegas or something and the water's glimmering blue. He's just disgustingly he, wealthy. He dives down and there's this woman just floating with blonde hair and he says mm. like, majesty. It's always full of like one word. Yeah. It's like only one word every 15 seconds. Well, it's like the Dior commercials with Charlize Theron. Exactly. It's that, <sighs> exactly the same thing, but this guy is in it and I'm... I've only seen him in those commercials now for five years, and I see him on, on uh, not billboards, but like the. When I mean, you go through the airport and you see like it's like the size of a movie. It's not sign. the actor who plays Beast in the Young X Men, is it? Because he's in a lot of stuff, and then he was, but he's also in like Alpha Romeo. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, no. It's not him. That guy's a legitimate actor. Um, but this guy, I'll pull up his name right now. He's only doing high fashion commercials. But he played Hannibal mm. in Hannibal Rising. Now, like when An- when Anthony Hopkins is cooking the brains, Gaspard Ulliel. This is him. You probably would recognize him from some of his maybe high yeah. fashion stuff. That, that's what you see when you go through the airport and they're trying to sell you on some kind of male cologne that makes you feel like you're or better hair product. Yeah, it's weird that they sell cologne with pictures. It is, but it clearly works. <laughs> it's like, do you want to look like Matthew McConaughey in a tuxedo and a Cartier watch? Well, wear this cologne. It's like, is that is that all it takes? Do I just put this on and I'm that guy? <laughs> so he's only he says his acting credits on IMDb has him at 44. Um, I don't know. Years they're, old? No, 44 films. Okay, because he looks like 28, maybe. Uh, he played Yves Saint Laurent in the movie Saint Laurent, so that makes sense. Maybe that mm. he's really getting typecast now. Is but the, he he was in the he was in the, the original film called Hannibal Rising. He was Hannibal, and it gives you the backstory, which I don't know. You know Hannibal's backstory. I let's talk about let's talk about Hannibal Lecter while we watch Casino. Fuck Casino! I haven't seen Hannibal Rising. I have seen Red Dragon. No, I've seen but I'm Sounds asking you: Lambs. Do you know Hannibal's backstory? Because you can actually, it, you didn't need to see this film because in they break it in the special features of mm. Silence of the Lambs Never and Red that. Dragon. They give you these little subtexts that tell you how Hannibal became Hannibal. No, they don't give you the. All the details, but you know a little bit. Haven't so seen he was Hungarian. Okay. He was born into Hungary, Hungarian royalty, more or less, or at least super affluent Hungarian society. Mm-hmm. World War II hits, the Hungarians are split. So you had Hungarian Nazis. This is this is well documented. The rise of the right right hand, right hand. <laughs> Sound like we're third Reich, Lord of the Earth, or something. Lord of the Earth, Lord of the Rings, Jesus. <laughs> We gotta stop. We gotta cut out bourbon. I think bourbon's <laughs> no good for the pod. Huh? Huh? <laughs> Anyways, the, they're split. Um, they would have only been better if I would have farted right after I said, huh? Yeah. Which, by the way, you can hear V's fart on the pod. Oh, God. I, did I miss it? You I need thought, to listen because uh, you can hear it. Okay. It's there. You have to. You, you have, have to wait for it? You have to be quiet like you're hunting deer. Okay. But it's there. All right. So. He's born into this hung- Hungarian affluency. We lived in a big, what you could only call a castle. The Nazi side or the non-Nazi side? Non. Okay. That's uh, good. Well, let's but they don't really ever address the. I, I got more historically inclined there than I should have. They never really addressed the fact that the Hungarians became. <laughs> the Hungarians became, that eat people, <laughs> instead of the Hungarians that no. kill people. So when the Germans start bombing Hungary, the family leaves the castle. Mother, father. And Kit, there was a Hannibal and his sister, mm-hmm. younger sister, and they were going to go uh, to their hunting lodge in the middle of the Hungarian wilderness, right? 
I don't exactly remember what happens, but the the boy Hannibal and, the, and his sister make it, and I think the parents do too. But they die in a bombing, or their car gets hit like right before they get there, so they're mm-hmm. dead. So now the boy and girl are left, and this is very young. These are like an eight year old and a four year old. What's the biggest city in Hungary? Budapest. I was gonna say, is it Budapest? All right, all right. So, but they weren't there even then. No, I know, I know that. I'm just, I'm trying to. He's well, well cultured. Trying to place hungry. He's in well my cultured. Mind. He's well taught, even at this point as an eight year old. But they end up in this hunting lodge by themselves. The bombing is getting intense. The Germans are coming. Uh, they're they don't know. Again, it's an eight and four year old. They don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So they're just hanging out there, and then all of a sudden, four Hungarian soldiers show up. Not Nazis, just four Hungarian soldiers find their way into this cabin, seeking refuge from the invasion. Mm-hmm. Winter hits, so everything stops. In modern warfare, even winter can stop modern warfare in Hungary. Unless you're Russian. Yes. <laughs> Very true. Very true. But it grounded them, and then the starving time starts to happen. Mm. So these four guys are starving. They're brutal. They're not, they know the kids are there, but they're not even paying much attention to them. And then one night, you, in their starvation mode, they hatch a plot to eat the four-year-old. Mm. So they start to feed her all the food that they have, whatever's left. Perfect time for him, for old cold cuts, to pull out a toy and start chewing on it. But they fatten her up for a bit. The Hannibal is delusional because he's starving. Mm-hmm. He, he's, it's like a dream state. They take his sister off. He doesn't, has no strength to try to like fight it off. Next thing you know, it cuts away and they're feeding him soup and it's filling him up with energy. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, they've gone from pale cold to rosy-cheeked. You get it. Yeah. They killed this four-year-old, and they're eating her. Mm-hmm. And what you didn't know then, what so his the Hannibal Rising story is all about young Hannibal getting together with other... You need to see it, because it really is a good piece it's of a good film. good thing we got a lot of laughs in the first half of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, because now we're eating four-year-olds. <laughs> I get it. But it's really good. And then he goes after his revenge of tracking these men down, and... It, oh, and then it, uh, but yeah, no. That, the dog is trying to kiss me to lighten the mood. Yeah, he is. He, I think he sensed your. Uh, <laughs> like, hey, you know, no, uh, let's get more in depth on child eating. <laughs> Have you seen the movie The Witch? When the witch takes a newborn baby and puts him in a mortar and pestle and turns him into mush so oh, she can become younger? What the fuck? Yeah. That's way worse. <laughs> I don't know, because... <laughs> it's way worse. There's no way. At least they're both bad. They're both bad. But you know, you saw It, right? The of new course. Uh, you, I have do It you know, on Voodoo. You know the scene they deleted, and they're talking about bringing S- back... And sex the new- scene with the kids? No, no, no. Because that's apparently a big plot point in don't the book. Don't lean back. I won't. No. In the movie, there it, it got so much press. So many people were like, why do they take that out? Because it's so good. That they're thinking about rolling it back into the, the sequel. Hmm. But in the original film, they had a scene where it's the 1800s in Derry, mm-hmm. and Pennywise is there, and he like stumbles on this cabin, this newborn mother and her child, or wait a minute, newborn with her mother, and Pennywise just eats it, crunching bones, scene, everything, hmm. and the mother kind of just lets it happen because she's like, it's like it's either me or I don't really know the context, but they were like, it it was so. It disturbed their test audiences so much <laughs> that well, they took it out. Yeah. But now when they, it was like one of those Vice articles, like, what was left out of it? 
yeah. will shock you. You know? And people were like, well, that would have actually been a decent scene to add. Because if you watch it now, like, yeah, he's terrifying. Oh, I loved it. I We saw it in theaters, and I bought it on Vudu the day it became available before DVD. And we've watched it, like, twice since. Yeah. I love it. It's a fantastic remake. Because, I mean, it, the original It with Tim Curry has a special place with me because Jared showed it to me when I was four years old. Jared always, he just ruined us. <laughs> it's all his fault. It terrified the piss out of me. I couldn't take a shower comfortably until I was in my, like, mid-teens. We've also plotted this, yeah. I was convinced that Tim Curry was going to separate the drain and mm. come out and beep, beep, Richie, or something <laughs> along those lines. <laughs> I am the eater of children. You know, something. Yeah. Um, so when they were announcing they remade it and you got the Skarsgård kid and a great cast of kid actors that really did a just a knockout job with it. I love it. Lo- the only, I don't know if I talked about this on the pod, the only negative thing I have to say about it has nothing to do with it and everything to do with the experience of watching it in the theater in Destin, where we were. Hmm. You could not picture a bigger douchebag uh, dad who's just disconnected from the world than what I will try to describe. Baggy jeans, uh, that sort of camel skin color boot. Like, he, he looks like a construction worker that isn't working right now. <laughs> but he's but he's wearing the same shit that he would to work. And he's wearing, like, a baseball hat similar to the shitty one you described from the Braves. And he's wearing it crooked on his head. And, like, he's got a big tub of popcorn, and he's grabbing a fistful and shoving it in his mouth and, like, missing, so popcorn's going everywhere. Just being almost like a Saturday Night Live caricature of a, of a piece of shit in public. Okay. And during the whole movie, it he's sitting in front of what I imagine is his daughter and her friend. And during the whole movie, he's turning around like, oh, did you see that? Oh, did you see that? <laughs> and then about, I want to say... Uh, He's being obnoxious to the point where everybody around him is making this, are you fucking kidding me face? Like, because he's just being uh, literally like a Saturday Night Live character. And about an hour into the movie, his cell phone starts ringing. Oh. And he and it's a flip phone, which fits his character even more. Flips it open. Yeah, what's up? And uh, I was watching the movie. <laughs> and you hear his daughter in the background like, Dad. Yeah, no, what's up? Yeah. It's like, and at that point was when I like leaned towards him. Was like, "Hey, are you fucking kidding me right now?" <laughs> to which Kristen like elbowed me. She's like, "You're gonna embarrass his kids." I'm like, "They should be embarrassed. <laughs> Their dad's an asshole." So, so yeah. the whole the whole movie, he's just like, I'm enjoying the movie, and then being pestered by this overweight Adam Sandler esque character <laughs> from Saturday Night Live. Like, picture Adam Sandler in one of his Billy Madison outfits and add 20 years, and that was this guy. Just like, why are you, why, why'd you come to the fucking movie? Like, you're clearly, like, he would stand up in the middle of the movie and turn around and look over the seats behind him to, and shake the popcorn bucket in front of his kid as like, hey, eat some popcorn. Hey, eat some, it's like. Like it's carrots or yeah, something. Yeah, it's a fucking, leave, leave. Yeah. Leave this place. You have you clearly don't know how to be in public, and you don't have the excuse of being foreign and not understanding the subtle nuances of the oh, American. Bro. Like, oh. <laughs> why you gotta take it there? I'm just saying, like, 
Those my, people have traveled a long way across <laughs> this border to go see a movie. point there being, if you, have, if you don't speak English and your custom is to be a loud, obnoxious asshole, you're not aware of it. But this guy was clearly, like, displaced from somewhere up north. It's just like, what a fucking prick. But despite all his shit, still love the movie. I don't recall my last bad movie-going experience. Maybe they don't go enough. That's probably it. We don't go often. His that experience was by far the worst. I was mm. ready. I you could see frustration within a certain radius of our seats. Actually, I can take this back. I, I was ready to lash out at that dude. The la- I mean, this had nothing to do with the people in the theater. Um, when the Dark Knight came out, we me and uh, Brian who sings in Journey cover band, incredibly successful, and his wife. Went to go see it at twelve o'clock, which which what we did. If it was we saw all the Harry Potters at twelve on a Thursday, midnight. Yeah, that's mm. what we did. I fell asleep during the last two Harry Potters. That's fine. <laughs> well, it's not I for everybody. That back. I fell asleep during part one of the last two. Fair enough. Because they split it into two. And, yeah. Kri- and Kristen did too, which she felt bad about because we were there for her. It was like this is. This is not exi- an exciting movie. Cheats mm. <laughs> their own. The second, but the, anyways, the we, final went, we went to see uh, the Dark Knight. Very excited about it because Batman Begins. I, I, I thought it was okay, but the build up to the Dark Knight was pretty intense. You knew that Heath Ledger was the Joker. Right. He, you know, I think I, he had died already. Maybe I loved Batman Begins. I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. That was a true cinematic experience where. The, your world around you has been shut down and you're just locked into Batman this movie. Begins? Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. So I, I did not have the same... It was, I, a, it was not that it wasn't an engaging and good film. It just didn't... No way that it, I was on the edge of my seat. Now, however, let me get my story. Well, Batman Begins was just a good example of, of movie escapism. I okay. was whole, all into it. So when The Dark Knight came out, I was even more excited. Yeah, so we go at 12. Um... The movie starts, and I think we've talked about this on the pod. I don't think there's a better intro, like the first 10 minutes of a movie ever made. Right. I think that the first 10 to 12 minutes of Bat, of uh, Dark Knight, are, it's just, it couldn't be, the music is perfect. Yeah. This, the oh, cinematography no, no. is perfect. I kill the bus driver. Right. All of it. It's absolutely <laughs> perfect. Now, having said that, I didn't get to experience that at 12.01. Mm. In the theater, because when they started the movie, we got through the previews, all fucking 40 minutes of them. Yeah. Movie starts and something happens. You, we could hear it, but we the screen was just jumbled as fuck. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these are hardcores. These aren't, it's 12 o'clock. Yeah. Now it's 1230. Is it opening night? It's opening night. Like, it's this is it the is, first it's, viewing it's, in this now theater. It's, it's technically Friday. I don't want your ass on me. There you go. It's technically Friday now. But we're not Slid. we're not here. We we can hear it, which is so frustrating. You almost rather it, like you don't want to hear it because we can hear what's happening, but we couldn't see what was happening, and that's crazy. And these people, Golden Voice, they lost their mind. I'm pissed off too because we paid the money, right? But lost their minds. People storming out. I'm gonna go find somebody. And I was like, oh, you know, send one person. Don't send forty. Right. You know. And this is something to complain about, not something to riot about. Right, yeah. It's not that serious. And uh, 
they run out, and then about 15 minutes later, they, whatever they did, they fixed it, but we didn't see that scene. Mm-hmm. So everyone's still up in arms. We heard it, so we kind of have a general idea of what happened. Right. And so we watched the rest of the film. Everyone's still real salty. I mean, you could just feel the saltiness in the theater, yeah. you know? I was really high, so I was like, nah, all right. I kind of got the, Okay, so they robbed the bank. Despite all I want, I can't be confrontational right now <laughs> because I am stoned out of my mind. Yeah, I was really high. And this and combination was, of M&Ms and popcorn is blowing my mind. The thing was, I was like, yeah, I wish I had seen it, but it didn't, I get it. I, I didn't, it didn't, right. I mean, it would have helped a little bit, but it didn't take away from the experience. We still saw an amazing film. Right. Of the two hour and 30 minute film, we saw two hours and 15 minutes of amazingness. We just happened to hear the first 15. But on the way out, it's three o'clock in the morning and these, these you know, 16 year olds, God bless people that work in movie theaters. <laughs> this is their first job and they're realizing how shitty human beings can actually be. Right. But they're giving out, they gave us each, every person coming out got two free passes and they said, here's your two free passes. There's another showing starting... And that would be the Otter's Chicken Delivery, for which we will most likely be pausing now to consume. And we will follow up with you here in a moment. And we will pick up with the two free movie passes, Dark Knight Gone Wrong Tale. (laughs) So so they gave us some movie passes. Otter's Chicken has been consumed. We're back to the movie passes. Right, right. And they told us... You, of course, you can use the movie passes for whatever you want, but there is another showing starting at 3.15. A.M.? Oh, yeah. Holy fuck. It was a big night. And um, so we just went in and watched the first 15 minutes of that film and walked out. And I felt like, you know, we had an experience. Okay. I mean, yeah. That, I mean, for all my delinquent years, I never did anything... That might get me booted out of a movie theater, like go pay to see a movie and then hop into another theater. But I remember, I think on our honeymoon, there was a movie theater in the hotel that Kristen and I stayed at, the Orleans. And we paid to go see some movie. I don't remember what movie. And when it got done, she had looked ahead to see what was starting around the time our movie got out. And we just walked into another theater, sat down. And watched another movie. <laughs> it's like, this is totally against the rules, and I love it. Once you're in, I don't really think there are rules. Yeah, no, it's like a theme park. Like, once you pay to get into the theme park, all the rides are up for grabs. I've done that several times. Go from one movie to another. Which reminds me, Adelaide, my four-year-old, rode the Scream Machine a couple of days ago at mm-hmm. Six Flags. Hated it. <laughs> Kristen said... It's way too rough and bumpy. It's like it hurt everyone's back. It hurts everyone's back. It's terrible. The only one that's worse is the is the ninja. Yeah, that's that's true. She did. Kristen did ride the new cyclone because apparently they've they've redone the cyclone, and really? that's that's supposed to be great. Apparently they've made it smooth. They've added some sort of twist to it that wasn't there before. So I'm like, I don't know how I feel about a roller coaster that's been there for. 20 years and they go yeah we're gonna we're gonna add stuff to it <laughs> sounded like Norm Macdonald there yeah we're gonna we're gonna add stuff to it <laughs> it's having a Norm <laughs> yeah we're gonna, add, we're gonna add stuff to a 
What we're gonna do to a roller coaster that's we're gonna add something that's been there before. We're gonna tear it down. <laughs> we're just gonna add a few things. We're gonna add yeah. some stuff to it, and uh, it'll be safe. <laughs> we think. <laughs> Big night tonight on the pod. I know you're nervous. I'm not nervous. I just don't. As nervous as I would be when we call, because Banks hasn't always been hit. <laughs> Brian, you don't know. Emily felt like she was terrible, and it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. Brian's conversation was only inhibited by the bad cell service because his phone got all wonky right when he was about to tell us why Honestly, we're great. The best call we've probably ever had was your dad. <laughs> yeah. Because he was into it. And yeah. he, and he, but to his point, he got nervous. Yeah. He's not even, he acted like we were live on the Ed Sullivan show. Can I, can I swear? Can I, <laughs> but, but I was like, it's just recorded. If you yeah. don't, if you don't like, if we don't like what we hear. It's well, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, there's been phone, uh, we have attempted phone calls where I just completely cut out it not working out. I don't remember who it was, but we tried to call somebody once and they didn't pick up. And rather than air half a minute it was of, probably Sean a phone ringing I was like just fucking I just cut it out I just yeah. completely erased it Is so it? I mean yes if the phone call with Superfan Matt in Perth Australia doesn't work out we can cut it out I just hope out. he's a real Australian that's really that's maybe that's why I'm nervous you're just hoping for an accent no, I mean, I'm assuming there is. I'm like 99%, but what if he's just an expat? I uh, know. I'm actually from New Zealand. It's like, <laughs> ah, you <f> click. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking out. <laughs> liar. <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, we're counting down to attempt our, our phone call out to... Which, it's got a lot of Matt variables. I have no good service in here. Now I'm attempting to call... Australia. Yeah, you're attempting to call the apocalypse. Is there like a charging for this? Am I about to get I don't hit? I think so. I've called other countries before on my cell phone. Okay. I've called it I called Italy once cuz I was mailing some a package there and I needed to figure out the address scenario. You're either getting a delivery or it's about to get loud in here. Well, you got a German shepherd. Jesus, what is this thing? You got a delivery? <clears throat> Packages come all the time now. This one came in an Amazon from a van. It's probably uh, it's probably Matt from Perth. He shipped us something. We're going to open it and it's going to explode. A baby rolling chair? Right when we call him. <laughs> it's like <laughs> jokes on you. I've been I've been stalking you this whole time. I told you he's probably Jordanian. <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> I'm glad you guys got me on the phone because I'm hacking your bank accounts as we speak. <laughs> oh, God. That would be good. <clears throat> no, don't do that. Oh, it's James Woods again. Oh, and Sharon Stone's haircuts get, like, so bad in 80s as the film progresses. She eventually ends up with, like, some sort of weird 80s mullet where she I think she dies in this one, though, right? She doesn't... Uh, she does... She does die, but it's like... It's like drug den... Strung out death, like they don't really show her dying, but she, they just she caught a hot shot. Yeah, that's right. But you know, I have a lot of problems in my life. I have a lot of things I don't love about myself. Yeah, but one thing I do love: mm. never snorted cocaine. I'm right there with you. Wouldn't do it. Have you Doesn't... ever done anything with cocaine? No. 
never come in contact with. Oh, I've seen mounds of cocaine. Like you never like dipped your finger in it and rubbed it on your gums. Not once. It's never had. Well, I, I, it's just not something I'm interested in. Yeah, no, I never was either. I, I now having seen. <laughs> I think I played that well, but having seen friends of mine that do it, and then they're up to like four a.m. cleaning their house. I get the appeal. Oh yeah, but it's just just not... watch a sunny episode. Like... Well, yeah, but it's just like. That was crack, though. No, no, Charlie and D, they're trying to sell cocaine to make back the money that they mm. lost when they stole the mob's cocaine. The gang gets whacked. Yeah. Parts one and two. I'm actually watching that right now. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've I never done that. And the idea of inserting a needle. No. No, no way. But I do love the Keith Richards autobiography when he's explaining the right way to do heroin. According to Keith Richards, I don't know how old he is, 70-something. He's never mainlined heroin. Never has and never would because that's that's stupid. That's how you kill yourself. Mm-hmm. Keith Richards, when he does heroin, and he I, supposedly he's off of it and has been for a long time, always in the muscle. You take the needle, you stick it in your ass, you stick it in your thigh, stick it in your arm, but you always put heroin into the muscle, not in, directly into your vein. You get a different high out of it. But it's it's great, and you don't need to mainline it, and he never mainlined it. And the reason he never died from it is because every time he would go, go cold turkey and quit heroin, when he would inevitably get the urge to do it again, he remembered with heroin, you can't just do what you did the last time you did heroin. That's a bug that I just killed. You have to start over with heroin. So if you were shooting up... 12 ounces of heroin, which is a lot. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, when you go cold turkey and you haven't done it for six months, when you decide to do it again, you can't just go back to where you left off. That's how it kills people. You have to completely start over like you've never done it before. And according to his autobiography, that's how he managed to kick it like six times and go back on it six times and never die from it. He never mainlined it, and he always started over like a heroin. I feel like we're the, we're the anti-dare campaign right now. I think we're telling people Kids, this how- is how you do heroin. <laughs> First of all, you want to get the good heroin, not what Keith Richards calls Mexican shoe scrapings. Oh. You want to get the good stuff. And you want to you want to make sure it's pure. Maybe and you that's, maybe inject that's, it into your muscles. You know what? With the heroin epidemic we're dealing with, with a, in this country, with opioids, opioids in general, maybe we should require reading Keith Richards' book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the, the the thing about the opioid epidemic, people get prescribed opioids for pain from surgery. Yeah, they get addicted to them. But they can't afford to keep paying for them because the prescription's only good for so long. So long. And, and you then, only get, like, one <clears throat> refill at and best. And the doctor's not going to just give you indefinite opioid refills. So they inevitably turn to heroin because it's cheap, it's, cheap, cheap. it's cheap and it's the same high that you get from the opioids. And that's how you get heroin addicts in 2018. No names, but a friend of mine had some surgery recently. And I won't say it was, like, <clears throat> it was not a great... It, this is a tough one because I want to tell the whole story, but if I do, it, it's I it can't do it because it was given away. But he had a what I would call minor surgery mm-hmm. that was still pretty invasive, but minor, nothing life threatening. Top surgery. What? <laughs> it's a trans joke. Sorry. Continue. No, this is cisgender only. Okay, good. So he had this surgery and uh, he was going to be out of work. 
I think he told me he was out of work for like two weeks or something. Maybe not even. When I said, did they give you any good pain pills? Because I don't yeah. dig on that shit. I was just like, hey, did they give you something good? Something to get you through? And he's like, yeah. They gave me 75 hydrocodones. <laughs> well, that's a lot. 75. The big ones. In the midst of this opioid crisis. Yeah. They gave you what, for, for someone that doesn't abuse that, and he doesn't. He's very clean-laced and straight. Mm. They... All but gave you a three-month supply. Yeah. They're daring you to not get addicted to Right. That was my thought. It was like, okay, I know we have a problem, but if the problem generates from those people that took the Hippocratic Oath, it seems like, like you said, they're like, all right. Yeah. If I was a conspiracy theorist, I'd almost almost wage that perhaps they're uh, thinning the herd with uh, an opioid addiction. I remember I've had three surgeries in my life, and I don't remember which one it was, but I remember the pain medicine they gave me for one. The problem with a lot of the pain medicines they give you after surgery, and this might be opioids, I don't know, they fuck with your respiratory system. Hmm. Um, I forget which one it was, but maybe it was Vicodin. Is Vicodin an opioid? Mm -hmm. It fucks with your breathing. So if you, and that's what kills you if you take too much of it. If you take too much of, of Vicodin, it shuts down your respiratory system. And I remember telling the last time I had to have surgery, I told them, like, I know you have to prescribe pain medicine. I don't want this, 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 or this because I've had all of them from previous surgeries and they all make me feel like I can't take a deep breath. They're like, oh, well, that makes sense because these all impact your respiratory system. And in hmm. fact, it's dangerous if you take too much, you can shut it down. So they put me on a non-narcotic pain medicine for, I want to say it was my gallbladder surgery. So it's just as effective at getting you really high yeah. and pain-free, but it doesn't fuck with your, your breathing. Yeah. And that was the pill that I thought it was a good idea to eat cold cuts in a tracksuit and watch The Sopranos on. And it worked. And it worked. I didn't get addicted. Non-narcotic. I don't remember what it was called. It had a weird, it had like a government name, like N13 or something. Oh, the good stuff. Um, but I didn't get addicted to it. It kept me, <clears throat> it kept the pain at bay. And also made me feel really great. Well, and, uh, so I'll, that's the one people should use. I'll tell this one. Um, I had wisdom tooth surgery. That was a weird one because they were not. I was lucky they weren't impacted, mm. so they didn't have to cut into my gums. They just pulled teeth. I think mine were impacted. It's a different surgery. I was out in the street throwing a football the same day I had the surgery. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't like totally there right. in the sense that. I was, there was, I would call on the one to 10 pain scale. I was at like a three or four, but it didn't stop me from like being a kid. Mine, I'm sorry. Mine weren't impacted. I got dry socket in one of them. Don't know what that is. It's like a weird thing that happens when they're healing. Okay. But similar to you, I remember now because of the, the lightheartedness of the surgery and the pain medicine I had, I ate Burger King for dinner. Wow. It's like, fucking bring it on. Like I can eat a cheeseburger. Let's do it. I'll just chew with the front of my mouth. Uh, the only other surgeries I've had, I don't even remember, but nothing that required that kind of level of, of painkiller. Mm, exactly. Now, that being said, if I, if it stopped me, if I've told this story before on the pod, I don't think I have. I am afflicted with what's called polynidal cysts. Is that in your butt? It's not in your butt. <laughs> I was per, just, per se. I was just joking. It's around your butt. It is. Okay. Okay. So 
I was at work. I was working at the car shop where where's, I worked eight where, years. Where's the pollen idol located? Uh, the base of the spine. Okay. Co- the coccyx. Okay. So it's right at the top of your ass crack. So it's not in your butt. It's just right, right at the top of your ass crack. But anything near the butt pretty much becomes a butt problem. Yeah. You know, you ever notice that? It's like if you have a boil and it's yeah. on your arm, it's just a boil. Yeah. But if you have a boil two inches from your asshole, it's a butt problem. <laughs> You have an anal boil. You have an anal boil. You have an, yeah, like if you have a wart on your hand, you have a wart. Yeah. If you have a wart on your. On or near your butthole. You have an anal wart. You have an anal wart, yeah. (laughs) And it just sounds worse. And it is. I have anal warts. Yeah. So I went to work one day and uh, I was sitting on a stool and I just remember feeling like this kind of an aching, not, 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 not severe, but just kind of an. Like a bruise would feel. Okay. After the day, it would whatever caused the bruise after that, the day after, that's what it felt like. Just a little soreness. Mm. Day two, it was more acute. It was stinging. And it was right at the base of my spine, at the top of my ass crack. And every time I was sitting, because you just don't, you take for granted something. Yeah. Sitting, you take for granted. Like right now, we're sitting. I, I'm sorry, I'm laughing. I just can't keep, I can't wait to catch Matt up on this conversation. Yeah, well. <laughs> So day two, I was like, man, this, this really, this really hurts. Like this is, I wonder what's going on here. You know, like yeah. it, it hurt to drive to work. I couldn't lay on my back. Hmm. Uh, I could, but it was just uncomfortable. Day three, different animal. Now we're talking about like stinging acute pain hmm. that was like teary eyed. Didn't know what was going on. Go to the doctor. Never forget it. Dr. Haddad, Indian fellow, great guy, good sense of humor, but didn't want it at that time. When you're hurting like that. I don't. I don't want your sense of humor. I want you to ID, identify the problem yeah. and address, solve. Give me that chicken korma recipe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I go in there. It's day three or four at this point. I'm really hurting, and I can feel something. Like, I, I, like we were talking about boils. It, it was like a. It felt like a giant zit, mm. but it wouldn't pop. It was like there was something happening there, and I went in to the point where you're thinking about like lancing it. Yeah. Yeah. And I go in and I'm sitting on this table on my stomach. You know how doctors do. They keep you back there naked for 20 minutes. You don't know yeah. what's going on. And uh, he walks back and I was like, he's like, hello, hello, hello. And I said, hey, doctor. He goes like, pain in the ass? Pain in the ass? And I said, yeah. Quit being funny, fucking funny man. Let's figure this shit out. Cut that. Cut it off. And let me so get back to my day. He says, what you have here is polonidal cyst. Polonidal cyst. Very, very common. Well, not very common. I, I, I remember him saying that. Very common. Well, not very common. He actually had to backtrack himself. You're kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> so he takes, he, he's, I'm going, to, I'm going to, what I'm going to do, I'm going to drain it. If it go away, great. If not, we may have to do surgery. Fuck. I thought we were just like, this was like a, like come in, cut it off, get it out, be over with it. His accent slipped into Russian there. Little the bit, end. little bit. You have anal butthole. If, if uh, anal problem don't go away with drain, then we cut. <laughs> what we do? We take the straw. Of we take, we take scalpel, dose it in vodka to clean it, of course. Right? We cut your butthole in half. No. But he, we he, cut your butthole sideways. Sideways, yes, yes, yes. Make a perforation. <laughs> we drain cyst through ass. If drain doesn't work, then we kill you. Then you die. Yes, yes. If we get this wrong, you Rate die. Rate of infection 110%. <laughs> if this doesn't work, your ass will kill you. Yeah, you will never shit right again. And then you will die. 
<laughs> no, but he said he he goes into the cabinet, pulls out this thing. When I tell you that the needle, I know this isn't a visual medium, as yeah. I'm always saying. The needle was at least three inches. Well, your hands are about five inches apart. That's not. It's making my dick look great. <laughs> That's five inches. <laughs> I feel better about myself. <laughs> I'm going pinky to pinky. No, that's 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 five inches. <laughs> Anyways, keep the story going. So he, I, I was like, "What the fuck is about to happen here?" So this, he takes this fucking thing. Just he takes the lidocaine, which I was so grateful for. I didn't realize it yet. But he swabs down the area, so I couldn't feel anything. There you go. Novocaine, same shit they use it. Not lidocaine, but novocaine. Same yeah. they use it in us. Couldn't feel anything. Seriously. <laughs> Shoves. This, this goes in your mouth. This goes in your ass. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> This Strike goes that. in your mouth. This goes in your Strike mouth. Strike that to reverse it. Yes, yes, yes. He puts this thing in, and he starts to drain, and it was immediate relief. Immediate. And he pulls it, and he goes, oh, that is stinky. And all it was was just pus. It's yeah. like, uh, a cyst is just pus. Right. So he drains it, and I was like, oh, immediate relief. Mm. The next day, <laughs> all the other, the pus's best friends and cousins showed up, and they're like, no, no, we got this. Don't worry about it, you guys. Filled right back up, so I had to go into surgery. Mm-hmm. To remove this sack, right? So now I am a lady. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Doctor Haddad, right before the surgery, before they inject me with some of the most magical cocktails I've ever had, I was yeah. seeing hypercolored bunny rabbits. Oh yeah, the, the pre-surgery drugs they give you to calm you down. Amazing. It's like I can see why people get addicted. I want to know this. what the record is when they tell you to count back from ten, because I got to about eight. Oh, I can tell you, I've been under the serious surgery. I've gone under the knife three times, and I get to nah. <laughs> 10 <laughs> and then Mr. Hickman <laughs> Mr. Hickman I need you to wiggle your toes for me can you move your toes <laughs> so on a scale of 1 to 10 what's your pain right now 8 7 6 so he says couple things when you come out of surgery you will need to wear maxi pants I didn't understand what he said I said what he said yeah, yeah, you know, uh, lady hygiene, maxi pads. And I said, maxi pads? And he said, yes, yes, yes. With surgery like this, we will not be able to suture, to stitch. He's it's, very Russian at this I'm sorry, point. I'm sorry. Let's just do the Russian. I'll just do the Russian from now. With surgery we, like this, we need to suture. Like, I'm trying not to do that. You have to wobble your head when you do it. <laughs> you have to wobble I'm trying to keep like the poo out of it, okay? You need to, yeah, yeah. But it, he basically told me. Pakistani, yes! With this <laughs> surgery, and any surgery in or around the ass, mm. they can't suture you. Your body moves too much down there. Right. So stitches would tear. Yeah. Sutures would tear. Yeah, no, like so you're, like, you're in gym shorts for like a month. Yeah. So he's like, you're going to, this, this thing will have to drain. We can't close it. It's going to be an open wound. So you're going to need maxi pads, all this stuff. It's like Tony Soprano's exactly. belly wound. So the, I'm really extending this story a little bit, but when I came, came out of uh, anesthesia, the worst thing I remember was that, not that I was in any, any real pain, but that whoever had been on the trachea tube that mm. day was a fucking nightmare <laughs> because they had ju- it, I, it was like sore throat times a thousand. Right. It was like they had just like, oh, he's asleep. Fuck it. Yeah. Shoved it down there. Yeah. And then, oh, we're done. Rip. Just pulled it out. And I remember my throat was so dry and so painful. And I drank some ice and that was like ugh, just the worst Took thing. Any chance you ever had a deep throating. Yeah, I was never going to be a deep throater. <laughs> But uh, don't call me Heather. So we, we, I kind of recover a bit. A couple hours later, and, he, and they're telling me the instructions. So I said, for, for two days, you can't shower. Can't shower. 
Yeah. So you need, uh, we had already gotten the maxi pads. <laughs> so he was like, all right, you need to change it every two to three hours because it's going to be draining. Cool. He said, right now it's stuffed with gauze. When you go to take that first shower, you need to pull that gauze out two days. So I was like, okay. And then, again, not in my right state of mind. I was like, all right. Right. And uh, can you can you put this all in a letter? Yeah, well, I I fa- my, my, my dad was there, so there was okay. other people taking notes and stuff. And pictures, I hope. <laughs> Gratefully not. <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, for two days, you know, I'm kind of a couch potato anyway, mm-hmm. but two days on a couch, you lose your fucking mind. Yeah. You can only watch so much movies or so many television shows, so many movies before you're like, fuck, I just want to do anything. That's why I bought a tracksuit. Right. Like, it was something to get up and go do. Yeah. So, I was like, after two days, I was so ready for a shower. Yeah. So, I get up, go to the restroom, live with the folks at the time, and I was like, I'm so grateful just to be in a shower, doing anything. Mm-hmm. So happy for it. And I said, all right. He told me to pull this gauze out. Let's get this done. So, I'm in the shower, and I, and I go to, to pull the gauze out. And I realize this isn't, like, a little ball of gauze. Right. They've shoved, like, whatever a mummy gets wrapped in, <laughs> that's how much gauze was shoved up into this hole near my asshole. <laughs> Nearish, like, four inches away from my asshole, the top of my spine, yeah. top of my butt crack. Yeah. So I start to pull it, and I'll never forget, I, the, it was the most acute pain I've ever felt. I was oh, like, yeah. I, I started crying. I was in the shower, so, but still, you know you're crying. Yeah. And it's not like the cry, like you're sad. It's like, it's your body's like, oh, shit. Yeah. So I said, okay, 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 okay. I kind of collected myself. And I said, it's, it's got to come out. Mm. Okay, I'm not going to do this piecemeal. We're just going to get this thing out. So I went full Civil War. Mm. Took, rolled up the mini, like the, the washing towels, not your drying off towel, but a wash washcloth. Bit down on it. Rolled this thing up, bit it in my mouth, mm. bit down as hard as I could. Said, we're just going to yank. Just, it's probably not a good idea. It, it, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I passed out. So I bit down, and I go down. And I said, okay, okay. Three, two, one. Rip. I could feel it, but what the pain was so intense that I did scream. It was mm-hmm. uh, the washcloth dropped out of my mouth. I'm screaming. My mom comes running down the hall because she thinks something's. It was a blood-curdling scream. I mean, yeah. that, that term is overused, but it was a blood-curdling scream. I look over at the wall, and this is... I'm not I, I'm not like, averse to blood. I'm not that person that sees blood and gets sick or mm-hmm. squeamish. But it looked like a scene from Dexter. <laughs> where, like, there's just... Like, in that tiled bathroom shower, <laughs> it was just a blood spray. Yeah. Where When, when I had pulled, everything had just came out and just shoo, on the wall. Yeah. And I remember being like, getting a little, and with the pain and everything else, getting a little like, oh. Yeah. But that was, it was out, long story short, that was the only time in my life where I was on severe pain medication. Oh, I, that's how we got to yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, and I <laughs> absolutely hated it. Yeah, it's not hated good. It. And that was, because that was in the height of my, of my uh, weed smoking days. I was like, can I just, I mean, I know I can't, because I, you know. They would have frowned upon that, mm-hmm. but I was like, if I could just smoke something, this I would be infinitely better. Because when I took these pain pills, it was like Big Pharma doesn't want you to do that. No, but I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, but this was many moons ago. Yeah, but when I took those pain pills, it was like you become. I don't. 
Become a numb, dumb vegetable. Yeah, you just become nothing. Yeah. You, you like float and you just kind of float and, or rather sink right. into this s- nothingness, this yeah. unfeeling nothingness. Oh, I'm right there with you. I've been on, from the three surgeries I had, from the testicular hernia in middle school to the gallbladder coming out to the appendix coming out. It's like every time they give you those pain pills, like, I remember on the appendix one, like, I took, like, one on the first day and then immediately switched to um, ibuprofen. It's like, that's that's going to be just as effective at inflammation-based pain relief. And what that doesn't help, fucking weed will. <laughs> it's like, it's all, like, I'm not doing these pharmaceutical, addictive, just shitty pills that turn you into a zombie with, you know, that, that sort of numb forehead feeling where you have no motivation to do anything, it's no good. Yeah. I think on all this lighthearted talk, it's... It's time. It's almost 7.30. Let's do it. Let's see if we can get uh, superfan Matt in Perth on the phone, get him to weigh in on butthole surgery. <laughs> Again, I didn't have butthole surgery. <laughs> well... It was a can't... Well, it was near... Yeah, okay, it was. You can't stop the title of the episode. No. <laughs> <laughs> or yes. <laughs> the Laugh Man's Butthole Surgery. The Laugh Man's Butthole Surgery. There's some people that have asked me about that story. I start telling it, and this one girl was at work was like adamant. She was like, no, don't. I don't want to fucking hear this story. No. Get out. She like kicked me out of her office. Yeah. And I was like, why are you being such a bee? But That's the opposite of mine because my first major surgery was testicular surgery. So, mm. and, and that was at 14. So for like all of middle school and Is high school. Is that when you had the third ball added? Yeah. Wow. Actually, I had the third ball taken out. Progressive. Oh, that's okay. A, that's you added I, it. You added it since. I was in middle school, seventh grade, whatever age you are there. I think you're 14. And I started to notice that I had three balls. Mm. And I'm like this. And I just kind of lived with it for a while. Yeah. Like and total then, recall. And then I, at some point I was like, I should ask somebody about this. Because I don't think I'm supposed to have three balls. Yeah. And so I brought it up to my dad, and he's like, all right, well, just show me what you're talking about. Just show me. And that's an embarrassing moment. And so I showed him. He's like, yeah, we need to take you to the doctor, because that's, <laughs> that's not correct. He said, I, I remember him saying something to the effect of, I was there when you were born. You only have two balls, so something else is going on. And uh, we eventually found out I had a testicular hernia. What happens when your balls descend in my case and other people's cases, one of the balls grabs some, some, for lack of a better word, some stomach lining and takes it down with it. And over the course of time, that stomach lining becomes inflamed and hardened and it, it just kind of stays stuck in your nutsack. Uh-huh. And so between ball descending at whatever age... I honestly thought this was a joke. You had three balls. One or two. Between that time when your balls drop and the age that I finally figured out something's going on here... All that tissue and lining had just sort of taken up residence in my nutsack. So they have to cut into your waistline, like right where your jeans, like right where your belt sits. Uh-huh. Go down into your ball sack and cut it all out and pull it out. Okay. And so I had to share that story with every curious high schooler that, that <laughs> knew about it moving forward. Plus side, I had like a permanent doctor's note that I didn't have to run in gym class. Like any coach, like Hickman, why don't you run the mile? Like, 
um, I had testicular surgery. Like, all right, I don't need to hear anything more. Just go over there and sit down. Like, it's like, it's like the diarrhea excuse. Like, don't want to hear it. That's fine. You got to, you, if you're willing to walk up to me and say something's wrong with your balls, then that's good enough for me. Just go sit down. You don't, <laughs> you don't have to do the mile like everybody I else. have three balls, sir. Um, yeah, my balls. I had surgery. Like, okay, all right, I got it. I got it. Just go sit down. We're good. <laughs> Good, good show. <laughs> I honestly, I, again, I, I'm sitting here with kind of like this weird face because I, I thought your three ball thing was a joke. I didn't realize you're, you actually had to have a it wasn't a, a ball. fleshy. It wasn't a ball. It growth. Was, it was stomach taken tissue. out of your stomach tissue, taken out of your nuts. Yeah, cool story. My friend Mallory in middle school. I was supposed to go with her and another girl to meet the Foo Fighters at a signing, and I couldn't because I was having surgery. <clears throat> so they went. And they bought an extra CD. This was the year the Learning to Fly album came out. Oh, yeah. They bought an extra CD to have them sign for me, which I still have uh, framed, actually. And the rule at the signing was one person, one autograph from the band. And so they get up there, and they get their autographs, and they say, I know the rule is one person, one autograph, but our friend Brent is having surgery on his balls. (laughs) And he couldn't come here. And as soon as they said that, like, she's like, Dave Grohl just went like, oh, my God, that sucks. Yeah, no, give it to me. I'll totally sign it for him. (laughs) So somewhere out there, there's no way he remembers. But at one point in time in history, you know, 10 plus years ago, Dave Grohl heard about my ball surgery and uh, felt took pity on me and signed a CD for me when I wasn't 10. If you had it at 14, I I said more than 10. Well, that's not even close. You're 31. If you have that at 14, that's 17 years. I said more than 10. Yeah, but to think like more than 10, that's not really... If it's 17, it's more like less than 20, not more than 10. <laughs> We're splitting hairs here. <laughs> I mean, we are and we aren't. I think I'm right on this. If it's We're splitting buttholes and balls here. <laughs> we definitely went more butthole ball heavy than we thought we would. We're Meanwhile, making, back in casino... We're making up for all the titties in Baywatch. Yeah. All right. Let's call. Let's try this phone call. Let's, let's see what it. happens. Word. Let's see if let's if we can get him on the phone. Let's see if uh, Superfan Matt in Perth has ever had any kind of surgery. <laughs> let's keep to the ascribed questions. You're gonna have to refresh me on what we said we were gonna ask him. Let's uh let's take a quick break. I need to use the the facilities. Okay. And then we'll come back. We'll with come a back call with the, to Matt. Hopefully with a phone call. Mm-hmm. All right. This has been a. Surgery-filled, weird. I didn't mean episode. to make it weird. I was just telling. I don't. We were talking about pain pills, and I then. No, uh, I know. I'm not shitting on it. We're uh, a little behind the scenes here. We're trying to get. We're Matt like on the phone. giddy little fanboys right now. I got Matt on my phone for some reason. It wouldn't go through on Austin's. We spoke to Matt briefly. Nice to meet you, Matt. <laughs> um, trying to work this out to where we can get it on the Laugh Man's phone, so we can actually record it. And now we're just waiting like eager children on Christmas morning to see what Santa brought. I'm sorry. I'm just still fanboying a bit. This guy's a real human. He's not a Russian bot. We're not being. Yeah, no, we're not being trolled from overseas. I wouldn't mind being trolled. No, it's fine if we are. What if we have to move to Australia to get famous? What if we're only Australia famous? That's fine. I would fucking love that. What is the dollar? What's the dollar value in Australia? I don't think it's. Much different. <laughs> I don't know. Well, fine. I don't think it's the euro where we're like. You could live on the beach. There's like the whole country is a beach. It's surrounded by water. I'm reading this here just right now. 
Oh, here we go. Coming in. Here he is. And it's Matt. Can you hear us? You there, mate? Yeah, yeah. It's definitely can't hear you. It might be a little scratchy on the pod, but we're glad to have you. <laughs> Missed that. Didn't hear that. <laughs> no, it's not a good line, but I think we might be able to transcribe as we listen. We had a yeah. We'll try not to talk over you. We had a few questions. Brent or Golden Voice had a few at least leading out. He wrote them down on a napkin, apparently. It's uh, it's seven thirty in the morning there, right? Yeah, that's right, 7.30. All right, so can you tell me what the winning lottery numbers are here in Georgia for tomorrow? <laughs> Is that possible? Uh, yeah, I'll give you some numbers. Ready? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I've got, a, I've got a pen. I'm ready when you are. All right. 48. 48, okay. Yeah, one. Got it. 49. Didn't, didn't see that coming, okay. And two, is that, is that how many numbers you have in the lottery? That's, that's fine. That's fine. We'll you go with those. those. You know what? I'm, I'm not Just kidding. Jumble those up. Jumble those up and you'll get something. You'll get a prize of some sort. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm going to play those numbers. I'm okay. going to the store. I'm just going to say, he sounds like what Banks sounds like if he was Australian. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Golden Voice's brother, just Australian. You're not wrong. I am curious, Matt. I want to know how you found the podcast. Before we go, can you, is there any way you can increase your volume? We can try and talk closer to you. Can you hear me at all? Yeah, because it fucking barely, barely make you out. Well, we are on opposite ends of the world. Speak up, man. Yeah, I know, it's a problem. <laughs> how, did you, uh, how did you discover the podcast? Uh, I was following a couple of Sopranos podcasts, and this, your one came up. So I started to listen and um, yeah, quickly realized it wasn't going to be a serious Sopranos podcast. So uh, stuck, I came for Sopranos, but I stuck for the bullshit. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Love it. So is that what keeps you coming back then, just the bullshit? Yeah, because it's basically like me listening into a conversation I can have with some of my mates. So it's sort of like on the outside of one of my own conversations sometimes. <laughs> Hey, Matt, what do you do that has you up at 7.30 in the morning? Uh, the struggle. I've got my own business, uh, trucking trucking business, so I'm out of the road. Okay. Respectable. So are you up early every day then? Monday to Friday up early, and then uh, on the weekends try to sleep in, but uh, inevitably wake up early and cranky. <laughs> well, one question we need to ask, we've asked a lot of callers that we've had recently uh, based on our hypothetical conversation a few episodes ago. Um, would you take the million dollars or would you go with $100 per uh, per jack session? Per yank. Yeah, look, when you're doing that maps, I was, I was really, really tearing my hair out because <laughs> you're getting it so wrong and you thought you were going to be so rich. Or you're going to end up with just like a very raw, raw, raw cock. So I, I instantly decided I'd be taking the million dollars and just uh, keeping the big bloke safe and sound. See, he he was on the side of yeah. the laugh man. Right now, take that million dollars. You're not wrong. Yeah, because there's no you can do that math. You're gonna be jacking off like he said a raw dick until you're fucking eighty. 
chasing a million. Okay. So, All right. I think I feel. And you know, when you convert that to Australian dollars, I'm I'm getting close to like you know seven or eight million. <laughs> really, you guys are that really okay? I didn't realize you were that far ahead of us. I guess we do need to move there. No, don't. We don't. We don't need you here. There's not enough. There's not enough porn in Australia for you two to get over here. Well, Matt, there's this thing called the internet. <laughs> We'd be fine. The internet's slow. The internet's very slow here. And um, by the sounds of things, the amount of time you use the internet, it would just be way too slow. Way too slow. Uh, mm. Yeah. Well, I, I could improvise. All right. Well, what about how far away is New Zealand? What's their internet like? <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm a, New Zealand's a long way away from uh, Perth, so I couldn't tell you. Okay. There you go. Well, that's but it's enough. cold there. It's, it's always cold there. I know that. What's the temperature like now where you're at? No, it's cold in Perth. It's only 12 degrees today at the moment. I think we're heading for a top of that. Oh, this is Celsius. Right. So you're, say, you're talking Celsius. We're ugly Americans. We're still de- dealing with Fahrenheit. <laughs> I, think, I think it would be about 20, 20 degrees Fahrenheit, 22. Okay. I don't think that's... I think the rule is you multiply it and then you add 30 or something like that. I forget what the rule is. There's a simple conversion rule from Celsius to Fahrenheit. I, I, did, I didn't see this becoming into a conversation about uh, multiplying and getting into <laughs> Celsius to Fahrenheit. Nah. We might as well talk about the metric about, system. We start talking about the weather, it could be time to uh, change topic. <laughs> exactly. Let's get back to the porn. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm sorry that you have slow porn connection over there. Yeah, that's too bad. I have a question. Matt, how old are you? 43. Oh, love it. Love it. So, yeah, yeah, no, can you believe it? I'll listen to this sort of bullshit at 43. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, you've long been, I mean, we're, we fanboyed. We're fanboys of, of, of our number one listener. Yeah, I mean, from the very first email, you know, you, I, I monitor the emails, and when you first started responding, I would screen grab and share them with Austin. And after so many, he's like, this guy, this is my kind of guy. <laughs> This guy gets it. <laughs> well, I was just, I sent it to everybody. I sent it to random, like, hey, you ever heard of our podcast? And they said, no. And I said, well, listen, we have an Australian. <laughs> so we're real now. Yeah. That and some Jordanian. You've gone worldwide. Yeah, worldwide for sure. Can you speak to the other Australian listeners we have? Is that from you or is that just pure chance? Uh, I know there's definitely one who one I uh, uh, got you, got onto you guys, but uh, yeah, I'll be honest, I can't take the credit for the others unless he's uh, he spread the word. So maybe uh, you know, chain chain line, it's got down. But um, the only person, there's only one person I've uh, I've uh, told to follow you. So I don't know where the eleven have come from. Well, I, I, our popularity there is growing. That's for sure. What are we up to? I actually, I haven't looked lately. I don't know what we're up. We to actually right added now. two new listeners tonight during this live pod. It's not live, but uh, also apologies for the extreme drunken podcast from Los Angeles. That was, uh, <laughs> it didn't go the way we was wanted. Was that the wedding one? Yes, 21. Yeah. That, yeah. Was, a, that was a hot yeah. mess. So, yeah, that wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess if you're, if you're in the job you have, you're listening on the road a lot then. That explains why you have the time to listen. That's right. So if you want, you can keep doing those three-hour podcasts. It doesn't, I don't mind those ones. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the three out. Well, you know what? Tonight might be a long one. We started early, knowing that we probably couldn't put a call in to you until this time. Yeah. So, I mean, we're going on probably three hours on this one. And I'm not going to lie, aside from this phone call, it's not a great episode. 
think it was bad. It just we we chose casino and then we went entirely the other way. Well, I mean, case in point, well, before well, we before we called you, Matt, we were talking about surgery. So it's just it's a it's a weird one. <laughs> well, we told Matt surgery. Surgery. We were talking about surgery that Austin had near his butthole. <laughs> Again, oh. it was not neat. Well. Four inches is close That's enough. That's close enough, yeah. But it's not butthole surgery. <laughs> you'll you'll understand. You'll understand. Yeah. I'm monitoring the, the volume. Despite the, the the issues with the cell service, you are getting picked up fairly well, so you should be able to hear yourself on this one. And what, what movie did you end up going with tonight? Casino. Martin Scorsese. What's the name? Casino. Oh, casino. So it will be a long podcast if you see that movie out. Yeah, it's a three-hour, three-hour bit. We kind of did that on purpose. Well, we started at four thirty, and we said we wanted to call you at about seven thirty. Yeah. So it was either this casino or Braveheart, right? And, and we landed on uh, on this one. We actually searched for Mel Gibson films, <laughs> thinking we do an Australian tilt, right? But uh, yeah, we didn't do that. We can do that. That's all right. Mel Gibson, we don't really claim with Australia anymore. Yeah, well, we don't either. Uh, America doesn't claim. Uh, he's homeless. <laughs> he's a man without a nation. He's a man without a nation. We we did. I think he's from New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe it. Fair enough. Fair enough. We yeah. can spread that rumor. We did look for Revenge of the Nerds. Unfortunately, nobody... It's not available you, on any platform. You, you can't stream it. In fact, we found Revenge of the Nerds uh, on Amazon Prime, but they don't even offer the original. All right, well, I'll, I'll change my nomination from Revenge of the to Wayne's World. Oh, yeah, no, same problem. Same <laughs> problem, actually. Well, yeah. You can find Wayne's World 2, right. but you can't... Well, we could pay for it. Fuck it, Matt. We'll pay for it. We'll do Wayne's World for uh, episode 25. Yeah, guaranteed. But we okay, just no, have to pay $6, which is like 250 Australian dollars. <laughs> but we'll do it. <laughs> well, that's what this phone call is costing me. <laughs> well, we'll go ahead. Okay. With that being said, we're definitely family. We're so glad you took the call. So glad you're on the pod. You get to hear yourself, maybe, if it's loud enough. I think it is. I think we'll be good. And uh, we'll let you go and get back on the road, and we should do this again and just keep it really, really short. <laughs> no, that's all right. I'll uh, try and get in the quiet environment next time so I can hear a bit better, but hopefully it came out all right. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll try this again on a future episode. We'll we'll try and rig something to get uh, better uh, better volume all around. I want to catch him when he's grumpy on the, on a Saturday when he wakes up at six a.m. <laughs> That's when I want to catch him at. Well, I think what we're gonna have to do is either midday here or midnight there. Where one of us gonna have to do some morning drinking and someone's gonna have to do some late night drinking. So we can both both have have that six or seven under the belt and then see where it leads. Yeah, yeah, we'll do the morning side. Yeah, that sounds... We'll, we'll give you the... the, you the morning the, drinking? Yeah, yeah, we'll take on the morning drinking, and then you can have the late night. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, if you know us, that's not going to be it's, hard. It's not us. irregular. Not irregular at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks, man. you need one more favor. Yeah. Give a, give a, give a um, shout-out to Anthony Brown sometime during this podcast, because he's your other definitely um, recommended by me subscriber. You got it. We will close out tonight with an Anthony Brown shout-out. You got it. Anthony Brown from U-Town. From U-Town. Yep. You got it, mate. Be safe out there. Thanks, mate. Thanks for the chat. Thanks, Matt. See you guys.
Amazing. Um, <laughs> if we never do anything other than this, we just had a conversation with Matt in Perth. I was watching the volume. It's I not know, great. I know it was hard for him to hear us. We could hear him fairly well. Your phone was at max volume. Yeah. Uh, Tippy top. But I was watching the the slider on on the uh, recording here, and it, it was picking up sound from your phone. So hopefully you can hear him well enough. I might be able to boost it in uh, post when I go and clean up the audio. Yeah. And I think you and I did a good job at sort of echoing what he was saying so that listeners can at least understand what we mm-hmm. were talking about if he wasn't. Again, alive. I don't even care what the listeners at this point. This was about you and I. Well, yeah, we got to talk to Matt. It, it gets Perth. back. It gets for me. It goes back to what I, to what I said to you when I was in which coincidentally when I was overseas. Right. Up late at night, feeling uncontent or malcontented, maybe. I don't know what the word is, but feeling like there was a hole. And we had discussed doing this for a year. Yeah, we've been talking about it for a while. At least a year, maybe more. And I said, when I get home, we're doing this. Yeah. And sure enough, we're like six months into this thing. And we're talking to a guy. In Australia. In Australia, who just followed some Sopranos podcasts, <laughs> found ours, yeah. and stayed for the bullshit. If there's a quote, that should, that should be the name of the fucking, not this asshole surgery. <laughs> the, the title of this one would be Stayed for the Bullshit. Stayed for episode 24. Stayed, stayed for, for the, the bullshit. bullshit. I'm down with that. And that's, that's good. what not, we do. Not to think of a title. That's what we do. We, we just, I was listening to... What is this? Is this 25, 24? This is 24. I was listening to 23, and you had that moment where you just kind of, we were talking, but you kind of lost in yourself, and you started laughing. Yeah. And you said, what is, what, what is this? And I was like, <laughs> what do you mean? He's like, this thing that we do. <laughs> and I said, you're just echoing what I've been saying for the longest time. Yeah. There's no real rhyme or reason to what we're doing here. Yeah. No, it's a, not to uh, pat our own backs, but that's a testament to the quality of our bullshit. Maybe. Somebody came here from another nation <laughs> looking for some Sopranos content on his... It sounds like he drives for a living. Yeah. Tr- owns his own trucking... The guy's... I mean, he's way better than that. He owns his own business. His words quickly realized... I'm a glorified ice cream man. <laughs> I don't even know what you do. It's print-related. That's fine. He just, owns his own trucking business. I just like it. was like, quickly realized this isn't going to be a, re, uh, a very uh, <laughs> a very serious podcast about The Sopranos. But I'm going to stay around. I'm going to stay anyways. Yeah. We gave him 13 moderately themed Sopranos episodes. We did. And, uh, and he kept going. I mean, he's one of the first emails once we abandoned Sopranos. Like, I nominate Revenge of the Nerds. I, I just wish we could, but I'm glad he's on to Wayne's World. I'll buy Wayne's World because I want to own oh, it. Oh, yeah. I'll buy Wayne's World. Yeah, I'll, I want to own it. It's yeah. something I want to own. So we'll definitely do Wayne's World for 25. We'll do Wayne's World for because, 25. And, and I think we should not to get too far off what we do, but maybe give it a little bit more time than we just gave Casino, <laughs> uh, which has ended now. Yeah. Uh, uh, Joe Pesci. Most people die. Yeah. When Matt, when, when, when we had Matt, they were doing the, I was grateful for you because when the bat scene, which you, as we know now, or, I caught a glimpse. we don't like it. I caught you a don't glimpse like of it. that, but I was more I was more focused on what Matt was yeah, saying. Yeah, because we're talking to an Australian. Yeah. We're talking to our super fan. That was a real accent. He could have been in Conyers. I don't know. <laughs> I was trying. I recently, I watched Super Troopers 2, and they make all these good American jokes because they're in Can. Oh, God. They're in Canada. This is the last one for bourbon, bro. Yeah, I know. It has to be. Yeah. No, it's tequila and beer from here on out. I mean, 
I'm gonna do me and splash in some vodka, but I, I can't. Uh, I I'm can't do this. I'm telling you, tequila bourbon. gets you up. Uh, what, what proof? Did he, what what biological proof? I am proof. <laughs> when I drink it, I get better. All right. At things. So twenty five is tequila and, and Wayne's, Wayne's World. World. All right, Jesus. One of those things makes me happy. <laughs> My point being, in Super Troopers 2, they were making all these American jokes like stupid Americans get with the rest of the world and get on the metric system. And when they're talking about what temperature it is, one of them quickly says, yeah, just multiply times two and add 30. That's uh, you know, get you in the ballpark. And I think that is the rule. So if you multiply 10. So he said it was 12. He said it was 12 degrees. So you get 24. So it's like in the mid 50s, which sounds is, excellent. It Jesus. Is, that is a chilly temperature, but it sounds, oh, that's, it sounds perfect. That's wonderful. I'm, I'm sweating so, now. Oh, you know what? I think I think I, I follow some Australians on Instagram that are tethered to the same sort of clothing shit I am. I think it is winter there right now. I think they are literally on an opposite season with us. Because huh. there's an Australian guy that I message occasionally. And when it's hot as shit here... It's winter time there. Okay. So, so when it's winter here, it's hot as shit there? I believe so. Mm. So I wonder know. what like a really hot Australian winter is. A really hot well, Australian Well, I should have winter. said really hot Australian summer, but when it's winter here. I got gotcha. you. I don't know. We'll have to get him on the phone again. I want to do my idea where we hook it up to the Bluetooth speaker that I have. Yeah, that would we'll be get, better. We'll get more volume from the call, and he might be able to hear us better, too. I don't think there's any doubt of that. He also said he's in a loud environment. I think he's in a truck. Yeah, so he's driving one of his own trucks. Well, what we'll do, we'll do like a 9 a.m. recording on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah. And it's 9 p.m. there. To be absolutely clear, I'm not joking about, uh, I'll stay over at your house yeah. and we'll get up and uh, start day drinking <laughs> at 8. We'll do some mimosas. Yeah, well, no. Bloody Marys. Okay. <laughs> Can't do the mimo- too much sugar. Okay. But I'll do the mimosa, and then I'll probably just transition Palomas. just transition straight to just the vodka. We'll do some morning drinks. And we'll call we'll, him. It'll be 9 o'clock. We'll do some evening drinks. Yeah. And we'll have another discussion. Do you want to shout out right now, or do you want to wait till we, the... We could go ahead and shout out. I mean, we said his name on the phone call. No, I mean, we did, but uh, maybe we'll do it in the intro. That way he hears it first. If he hears call. it, if yeah, he hears it first, then he'll, then he'll know to sit through. He's going to sit through this horrible one. He'll sit through the anal surgery. Yeah. And get straight to yeah, his Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll hear it there too, but if we leave <laughs> out now. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Come for the pod. Stay for the Stay bullshit. through the butthole surgery. <laughs> get to the phone call. <laughs> the literal bullshit. <laughs> All right, well, I think we should, I mean, that's a good way to wrap it's it a, up. It is nice. We've yeah. broken this one up into several segments with pauses. Funnily enough, it's not because there was people in the house. It's no, just because we kept having nice to and quiet take tonight. breaks. We have to eat. We have to eat. We have to get drink refills. We have to make pee-pee Peas. breaks. Yeah, pee-pees. Yeah. But this has been... Uh, this not our a, best episode, but the highlight episode. of my episode of, of my time. Yeah, this was one for us. It's not to shit on Banks or Brian or Emily or Sean who never picked up. We can shit on him or Roy. But when you're talking to someone in Australia. You're talking to a fan who's not blood related to No, you. and it's the only person I think ever. Maybe Midge emailed. Midge emailed. We haven't spoken to Midge. Yeah, she's we gone should, she's gone cold on us. We should call Midge if yeah, she's still we listening. We probably should. She probably isn't. I don't know. She we probably could, heard that. We she could, probably heard the Skip Medaver thing. 
And she's like, why didn't they call me? Why didn't they call me? Yeah. Well, you know, I have noticed a lack of um, beer in the fridge. Yeah. Well, <laughs> beer helps, Mitch. Beer <laughs> helps. But, uh, yeah, this, there's, I forget who it is. There's an actor who used to say this. Somebody, somebody with, you know, uh, a lot of clout, like George Clooney's like, you make one for them, you make one for you. In terms of like, it's like, like Nick Cage, like, did I want to make Ghost Rider 2? No. But because I did, I got paid enough money and I could go make The Wicker Man 2, which was my passion project. Mm-hmm. The actor's point being, you make one for the studio that you don't really give a shit about, that's hacky in studio, but you get paid a lot. And then that pay helps you fund your indie project that you really want to go do that nobody would give you money for. Yeah, we'll talk about this next week, but he's got one coming out that I saw a preview for that I'm actually intrigued about. My point being, this podcast was kind of sleepy and whatever, but it was because we got to talk to Matt in Perth. This was one for us. Yeah, this was us. If nobody listens to it, it doesn't matter. We got to have <laughs> we got to have fun on the phone call with Matt in Perth. Hopefully, when I listen to the recording, you we can, can hear Matt. You can Perth. hear him. Yeah. If not, it's still for us. It was still good. If you hear Charlie Brown's teacher and nothing else, we still had fun. But anyways, see you next week. Yeah, let's uh, W. Well, yeah, but I was. Now it's weird. I can cut all this out. Let's do a little bit more butthole uh, surgery story. W F U C K. Ninety-seven point five. Stay tuned for weather and traffic. It's a cold one out there in Perth. (laughs) Here's minute work.